millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, very good friend of the program, personal friend as well, and returning guest, Mr. Paul Preston. Paul Preston is, of course the public face of the new California initiative. And every time Paul comes back, we've got just a little bit more information to tell you. Now, obviously, the situation in California is tenuous right now, but that doesn't mean that the good people of New California aren't working diligently behind the scenes to get the 51st state on the flag. That's exactly what they're doing. And Paul is going to give us an update on where that stands. So please, if you wouldn't mind, hit that like button as you're coming on in, whether you're on Rumble or if you're on the Foxhole on Pill.net, hit the red pill. If you're on Getter, I think you just tap the screen and it lets people know. If you're on Getter, I've got the chat up. Go ahead and say something. And if you have a question, put it in the chat and I'll ask Paul for you. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and I'm going to be right back after this with Mr. Paul Preston. Let me put something into perspective for you guys. 
The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s. That's when the dollar was decoupled from gold. And the U.S. government seems hell-bent on continuing this tradition. So, from now until after the next elections, the government plans on printing as much money as they could ever possibly want. The last time they did that, inflation rose by 9%. So, what about gold? Well, gold is the only asset that's been proven through time to withstand inflation. Invest in gold right now with Noble Gold Investments. And when you do, you'll get this free 24 karat, one quarter ounce gold standard coin for free with certain conditions. Go to my special website, redpill78gold.com right now. Once again, that's the link in the description, redpill78gold.com. Noble Gold is the only company I trust. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening once more, the esteemed Mr. Paul Preston. Paul, how are you, my friend? Great. How are you doing, Zach? Excellent. It's a beautiful day. It certainly is. It certainly is. It's a little bit uh, uh, brighter over there in California, but I got to say the sun hasn't set on Florida yet. Uh, it is uh, a little, <laughs> little bit early, a little bit early, but Paul, uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your continued efforts and uh, the courage you and your compatriots are displaying in working to get California split into two and become new California so that the people, the patriots of this state no longer have to worry about living under the tyrannical thumb of Gavin Newsom. Looks like we have at least one person who is a fan of Gavin Newsom in the uh, in the chat over here. I'm just going to read this because it's so so classy. Uh, this is from <laughs> this is from the Rumble comments. There you go. He says squeal like a pig, men, but he doesn't spell squeal right. He spells it S Q I L L L L L. Take off your pants, crawl around squealing like a pig. Every one of you would do it, and you all know it's true. Well. That's how you know he's a Democrat, because uh, I don't think any one of us would consider doing anything like that. Uh, in fact, standing up against uh, the uh, authoritarian whims of a dictator like Gavin Newsom and so many other ineffectual California politicians. I mean, that's why we're here, isn't it, Paul? Oh, yeah. This is standing up against uh, tyranny and standing up against a tyrant. And uh, this is what the Constitution says that we should do. We're, we have a, re- a right and a responsibility. We have a duty to stand up to tyranny and tyrants. And, you know, as every day goes by, Zach, uh, especially now, it seems there seems to be a quickening here in California of a lot of the things they want to try and do and get passed through the legislature and then signed by, by Gavin Newsom. Everything is dictatorial. Everything is designed to get kids away from their parents you know that everything is designed for more lawlessness everything is designed for the end and crash of education business over taxation the oppression uh, you know is really starting to come faster and faster and faster every day with more of these uh, suppressive laws you know we're, we just got shasta county turned to get rid of the dominion voting machines and you know they put out a hit piece on shasta county right away to try and put out new, put, bring up new laws to prevent that from happening in other counties. And so from February until just recently, they got a law on the book pretty much 
that's going to deny the other counties in California from being able to go to paper ballots. You're of course, kidding. we're fighting that. No, this is all part of the game that they play because you can in a dictatorship. You know, you don't have a Republican form of government out here. The legislature has given away everything to Gavin Newsom, and so has the court. So being a dictator, he can tell the legislature, we need this law. And, of course, what they do is they run around and they gather the minions' information about what law they need to shape up. And pretty soon, Californians, unfortunately, the the ones that want to keep Gavin Newsom, they're contributing to this, and they can make these laws. They're going to try and stop us from getting rid of the Dominion machines. But New California has been on this since day one. And we realized and since 2020, when we first did our first public hearings in Shasta County on December 2nd and, and 5th, we discovered the whole the whole shenanigans that was going on about the voting systems right there in Shasta County. That's why they're that's why they're the first ones because the you know they were found out pretty early and the people there, the patriots, the great patriots of Shasta County, rose up and uh, they recalled one of the one of the uh, county supervisors and then they made a clean sweep and they got Republicans in, conservatives, three of them, who voted to get rid of the machines. That's the way it's happening in all the counties now because ca- people are waking up, Zach. It's your shows. It shows like mine. It's the whole, the, the whole cabal of us out there that are telling the truth about the voting machines. And that's just one part of it. You know, you can oppress people for so long and people will then turn around and say, look at how, how do we do this? What do we do? Well, you try using this. This little document right here called the Constitution, which I carry, I carry several of these around in the truck with me and pass them out. But, you know, it, this is the only way out at this point in time, unless you want to have full on civil war. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody wants that. And no one's preaching that. We think that we, we have the answer with this, the formation of a new California state. But Zach, it's becoming ever more increasingly oppressive, primarily because, and this is it, California is in a financial freefall. This is going to be the worst financial debacle of American history. It's happening this month in a a bigger degree. We've been watching this as a steady down course since 2017. Our own Chris Street predicted we would be right in this exact same point financially as a state, and here we are. And it's going to continue until October and November. Right now, the state... Many of the counties, they aren't paying their bills because they don't have any money. We have two counties right now that didn't have any reserve going into this downturn, starting with the physical year in July 1st. And they don't I don't know what they think they can do now that they don't have any money. They don't have any cash, cash money they're running out of. And the state's in the same boat. You know, here you go, Gavin Newsom, who is purportedly telling people just last year that he had a $90 billion. I remember that reserve <laughs> and now he's got uh, by his own admission a 32 billion dollar <laughs> deficit deficit and that's not the boat it's really more like 72 billion but just let's just keep it between you and isaac we don't want to tell anybody else okay <laughs> oh so are, are is it is it just that is it just that bills aren't getting paid that vendors aren't receiving checks or have they started getting to the point where they can't pay Californians for the work that they're doing as well, because that's when I think the proverbial shit would really hit the fan. The fan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> trust me, we we know that it's it's coming, it's coming. Mm-hmm. But right now they're slow paying their vendors, and what's happening is Gavin's using this little trick on his reporting. He's not paying the vendors, mm-hmm. so he's now got that cash 
to pay somebody next month. Well, what about the vendors? Well, we'll catch up to you. Okay, well, let's take from this group again. and then we'll, So that's what he's doing right now. He can't keep that up. Here's the problem. They don't have the bailout coming from the federal government. Now, I'm not a Kevin McCarthy fan. I think you probably know that. I'm not a <laughs> We're on the same page. Uh, I tolerate Kevin, Kevin's presence, but <laughs> hoping he'll wanna, do the right if, thing. <laughs> you want to hear something brutal is I talk to the radio people down in, in Kern County where he's from in Bakersfield and all the Bakersfield people. Mm-hmm. They can't stand him at all. I mean, he is totally on the outs. They put a billboard saying, get rid of Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that bad. But, you know, one thing he did do when he did this uh, def- this bill that he signed, um, that this, this is one thing he did do. He guaranteed this is going to be for two years. So what it means is that they are not going to be able, the states, nobody can go to the federal government and request additional funding for two years. In other words, no bailouts for you, California. So now they, what are they going to do? What are they going to do when they come to October and November and there's no federal help? See, these guys think they can spend their way out of this whole deal. Now, that is a quote, a direct quote from a state person to me. <laughs> they, they, Paul, they just think that they can spend their way right out of this, just like they've always done before. Oh, okay. Now, listen, other things hanging around his neck, which we're not, people aren't discussing, I am, is the whole thing with the EDD and the EDD fraud that took place with this Mrs. Shoe. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah, definitely. (laughs) I think his name is Judy Shoe or something like that. She was their labor secretary for California, and she opened up all the spigots, basically. She took off all the computer programming that would um, screen people for their eligibility for unemployment. Mm -hmm. Now, unemployment comes from the federal government. It's on an ask basis. A state can ask for more money and more money and more money. Well, they pushed the button so that it was always asking for more and more and more and more money during the the COVID thing. So for about 15 months, the, the, the first six months of this, it just was wide open. So anybody and their mother could apply for EDD funds. Well, like like yep. felons and foreigners in other countries. I, exactly. I've heard I've heard just incredible stories. I like they had Ugandan uh, uh, phone farms <laughs> popping up That's just right. to call in for unemployment. That's right, and they got it. You know, they yes, got they did. it. This this the whole thing is insane. And Kevin Kiley, the new rookie out of uh, the third district here, has been taking the taking the heat to this woman, trying to keep her from being um, the labor secretary for the United States. Because go figure, what happened was we got on the case because our Chris Street, our our CEO, he called him up and he said, you know, I have you guys down as about three billion dollars in which there's fraud going on. This is back in. March, April of 2021 and all that. He says, I, you guys are, you know, you're giving up about $3 billion in fraud. Oh, no, you're nothing to that. So I get a report. He gets a report the very next day. And he said, you know, he calls him back up. And he says, I now show it's a $7 billion. <laughs> so from three to seven in one day. Wow. <laughs> and so the next thing that we're going on, so I'm calling Chris. He's talking around all his people at the state level. And, um, we're we're getting pretty high numbers. I mean, numbers that are just staggering to me. So finally, he comes out and he says, "Well, I have it at thirteen billion dollars." And uh, so this is this is no joke. The guy at the legislative analyst office says to him, "No, Chris, it's bigger than that." <laughs> this is this is the numbers act that they settled on for the fraud. 
both the, the federal government and the state government had to come to some settlement because the state government's going to be fined and have to pay some of this back, 20% of this number. They settled on the number that there was $180 billion of fraud. 180. <laughs> now, our Chris Street, our Chris Street, who runs our numbers, the former treasurer of California, uh, Orange County, California, mm-hmm. he also was one of the five elite treasurers who came in and saved California, had to work in Sacramento for three years during the uh, eight and nine and 10 period, which we had that big housing crunch. He helped to save the state back then. His number, his number, his number is $300 billion. Wow. Zach. Okay. But now listen, my numbers from my people. And again, these are the estimates I've gotten from my people is a staggering $850 billion. God, that's almost a trillion dollars in fraud. Wow. That's all under Gavin Newsom's watch. (laughs) Now, he's responsible. He I mean, this is the way he runs business. And it all went to, you know, to China because they have a huge fraud system that is out in Monterey Park and driver's licenses. Mm -hmm. We had the uh, um, one of the city councilmen from Lodi, California, who was arrested and he was caught with money laundering because he was going down to Monterey Park and helping the Chinese because he was running a gambling thing. Well, listen, the first time the investigators go in, this is in 2020, and they find this out. The first time they go in, they they find in a bag a whole bunch of ballots, mail-in ballots. I, I heard about this one. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is hysterical. Yeah. So they, they put them out on the bed. They, they didn't know what, the, what it was. They didn't know it was illegal to have all those mail-in ballots. Oh, by the way, they were all under his name. But there's nothing they could figure out was illegal about that. You know? <laughs> so the next thing um, comes 2021, and they go better. 2022, and they come in. No, 2021, they come in because we had the recall. They come in, and they find 70, 79 more ballots for that election. All of wow. his name says so they said, you know, we think there might be a crime here. <laughs> <laughs> We've got so to investigate. We've got know. to investigate. Well, here's what's associated with those ballots. Okay. It's driver's licenses. That guy, in order to get those ballots, it's the motor voter thing. This happens in all states. It's the motor voter thing. They qualify for a ballot. So obviously they got sent a ballot and probably a ballot that would vote for a Democrat. There's probably no question about that. That's why this guy had so many of those. So he had driver's licenses. So he qualified for every driver's license to get EDD benefits. When when you, is he going to different counties or I mean, isn't like the driver's licenses at the state level? You think that they would catch it if you had more than one driver's license associated with some qualifier of your, uh, well, what your the identity? Qualifier, what the qualifier is, they, they'll, they'll change his name. So, so like, but if, I mean, don't, doesn't know, he have to give a social or just no. a name will do. Just oh the name my God. <laughs> so what it is, is that they change it by name and they say that, uh, like, my name is Robert Paul Preston. Mm-hmm. So I go in and I put down Robert Paul Preston on my driver's license. Last yeah. driver's license, number one, I can go in and put R. Paul Preston. That's number two. Yeah. I can go R.P. Preston. That's number three. Yeah. I can go Robert Preston. That's number four. I can go Paul. That's number five. And and they can play that little game as long as they can keep the numbering going up and some of the changes and alterations. And they'll pay off an employee in the DMV to have pictures taken and the driver's license delivered. Wow. Now, this is a big thing with the Chinese and the Chinese and Monterey Park own this whole thing. 
And so this is a, a money law, not only money laundering, but um, the vote harvesting, all the things that go along with it. Now, what what could possibly going, go wrong with a whole bunch of multiple ballots out there for one candidate that are being, you know, by the millions being put in? That's one of the ways in which they got Biden elected, of course. Mm-hmm. So I talked to the, the detectives down there and I told them, I said, Do you guys understand why they had all those driver's licenses there? And he said, well, it has to do with something with Monterey Park. I said, yeah, it does. It has everything. I said, because that guy's got multiple driver's licenses. Mm-hmm. So listen, Zach, the DMV's in on it. Sure. That's what has to happen, and that's what's going on here. So Gavin Newsom has that. He's got the the lowest score, te- uh, the lowest score in terms of education, anything out here. He's got nobody to pay taxes now. He has managed to run out the middle class, and now the upper class, the higher class um, people that have the richest to get, the most taxes to give, they're they're run out of town. And again, this is what's caused this whole tax drop in California. No taxes are coming in because people aren't here to pay. Right, <laughs> it's right. That's simple. So this is, you know, historically, this is the point at which the uh, the, the politicians, the higher ups, start to kind of panic. One, they they recognize that decisions they've made have led to a specific outcome. This outcome being that California's had a mass exodus. You've got all of the gainfully employed people, the the companies, uh, the the, the leaders in industry like Elon Musk fleeing California. So we've been waiting for this day. But are you saying are you saying that California is still blissfully ignorant on this on this point? Like they, they don't see two and two coming together? Um, I think most Californians listen. California is a deep red state. I want mm-hmm. to make that always clear to everybody. I was interviewing Carrie Lake the other day, and I had to kind of straighten out. Says California is a deep red state. It's not deep blue, but because they've suppressed the voting, because they've managed to keep the financials uh, in San Francisco and controlling everything from that level, and then also you got the legislature. They suppress the conservative voters just all the way across the board. They do. And then you have, of course, we had the rhino Republicans out here with the California GOP, which really are in bed with the Chicoms. I mean, and of course, you know, Trump has major trouble with the GOP. Well, these people are not good Americans, in my opinion. They're trying to destroy this country. And I I say that because, you know, we, we would love to have their help, you know, to straighten out this problem, but they are benefactors of the corrupt election system, mm-hmm. and they're just fine with the with the computers and everything else that helps them stay in control. So that's a problem for us. Um, but people are waking up because they're not, what's really waking them up now, I think, is this uh, Jim Caviezel movie oh, yeah. um, that's come out. And, you know, one of the things that um, we have been very sensitive into the, in the new California state movement, and for me personally and professionally, um, I back in 1986, at the very beginning of all this, I was trained by the Los Angeles County Police Department's Crimes Against Children's Task Force. Mm-hmm. And so when you see the movie, um, I've lived with that whole thing my whole life, and I've had to utilize a lot of the things I learned and things like that in child sex trafficking uh, situations professionally. So I kind of know what the thing is about. I think this is finally something that's really hit home with a lot of people that it's California that's a major problem with this. And, you know, one of the things that they bring out, which I think they kind of intimate 
But um, California is actively participating in this from a legislative standpoint. And I think I'm breaking some news now. It's, you know, and we're going to put this out here more and more now. Every bill that the California state legislature puts forward now in regards to parents is a bill that's designed to extract the child away from the parents. Yeah. And basically, in my opinion, because I saw this with CPS and all the other fostering agencies and so on, it's a way in which they can capture your children um, steal your children and then sell your children and put them out in this market, uh, the, the markets that they're talking about in the movie. Those markets have existed for a long time. Uh, it was Putin who shut down the market from St. Petersburg to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I think you'll find that that was one of the main reasons about Mike Flynn, what he, what documents he was given over at the time, which why they did not want that Russian collusion thing to come out because that's the whole sex trafficking thing. That whole thing from St. Petersburg all the way to, to Los Angeles. And we were working on the other end, seeing the, the, the effect of Los Angeles, Los Angeles to Las Vegas, and then the dis- distribution out here in, in Northern California even, uh, and points points further north. But um, I think people have had enough of this now. When this all starts to really come out and sink in, we are, you know, we are growing. Um a lot of the patriots are now realizing that with the crush of oppression of California, they are, there's really only one option, and the option is is this constitution. And we're the only constitutional organization out here that has anything to offer that's going to make a difference. You can't change the state. It, there, there's a lot of people that rhinos are pushing, we're going to change and make California better. And so I say, how are you going to do that? They don't have any answers except Give us more money and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> give us more money. We want to grift along with everybody else. Just give us more money. <laughs> and, but, you know, they have to fundamentally make this change, which is what the Constitution calls for. Mm-hmm. But, um, we, we are taking it very serious. Obviously, we're going to our 12th constitutional convention, which is coming up in the, in the, uh, San Joaquin, Cal, the Valley. Um, and then uh, we had our 11th constitutional convention, which was quite good. Trevor Loudon came. Trevor Loudon's been to three constitutional conventions. He always drives it home for us. But um, we're very, very serious. And since I think we talked the last time, we've actually sent delegates to Washington, D.C. Um, with paperwork for Kevin McCarthy or the Speaker of the House. <laughs> What's going to happen with Kevin? Um, but the Speaker of the House now is in possession of those papers. We're ready to act at a certain time. I'm not going to discuss the, the technicalities or who we've met with because, uh, you know, those are some really dicey things. This has not been done like this. This hasn't been done where a delegation has come to Washington uh, with statehood notions since 1959. That's with um, Alaska and uh, Hawaii. And I think they they took them eight years to do it. Um, and then before that, it was during uh, and the process that we followed West Virginia in 1861. So, um, but we've been there. We've sent delegates. We're planning to send more and we're very, very excited about that. And they have met with nothing but high praise from staff. I do have to tell you, and I, I'm not going to put the name out there, but one of the four loves the idea, a Democrat. Of of that four, do you believe that <laughs> they came crazy. back and told me that I fell right out of the chair? I said, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> and what the comment was, "quote It's about time." <laughs> okay. Well, I can imagine Kevin McCarthy might not be all that hot on the idea because he'd be out of a job right quick, wouldn't he? Well, I don't think he'd be out of a job right now. The problem is he's got uh, some mega sponsors and uh, people that he he's already obligated to. And I'm not too sure how that is all going to work out with them. I don't see it's a harmful thing to them 
they might see in their business models or whatever, but you've got some very, very uh, lucrative high rollers and they have uh, deep ties to China and to other organiz- other agencies, other countries out there that aren't necessarily too friendly to the idea of a new California. Sure. This is just part of our battleground, though. You know, I think ultimately the Constitution is going to win out because the people will win out, and there's there's going to have to be adjustments. But we're ready for all that. We're ready for those negotiations, and we're ready to put an end to Gavin Newsom and his governorship. And I think that that's going to come a lot sooner than a lot of people realize. I do think that there's going to be something to deal with um, him be trying to be president, or maybe well, being president, yeah, you know that whole that whole attempt. Uh, I don't know how that's going to turn out. I'm going to well, I'm going to read my as God for that one. He's kind <laughs> of doing the the Ron DeSantis whistle stop tour right now. You know, going from state to state and putting his, uh, I guess, he, uh, claiming the success that he's had uh, ruling over California. But I mean, it's so farcical. I mean, every time I see this guy open his mouth, he's like a wax figure that is uh, moving around and and flashes a grin from time to time. Uh, and and the 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 way that California is currently sitting, I mean, it's just like how could anybody want to model anything after that? You know, I mean, it's it's it. I don't know. It, it just defies logic when I think about it. If you're a totalitarian, if you like uh, to uh, get involved in the the largest, probably one of the largest uh, uh, now new businesses, which is child sex trafficking, human trafficking, which is slavery. We we've been calling slavery. Uh, calling this out that America is a, the largest slave trading country probably for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because this is nothing more than slavery and you can't equate it any differently now. Yeah, but, you know, I really find it interesting that California, which came in as a state, Pat, it's, with it's, no it's slavery, Pat, with no slavery, <laughs> yeah. it came in. In fact, the people of California fought against that. As statehood was coming on, they didn't want it to be a slave state. That was the last thing in the world they wanted. Yep. And the South wanted to divide it up, and it came to the the Constitutional Convention, or the Constitutional um, vote, and they came up with the, the uh, Great Compromise, I think it was called, and they put California in there, but they would not be a slave state. Now, I find it absolutely reprehensible that they want to suggest reparations. Mm-hmm. And and so I say to this, what, where are you trying to stop modern slavery? Why are you worried about reparations, which you're never going to get? Mm-hmm. Where are you at trying to stop modern-day slavery, which is coming across the border, which is basically being invited by our governor across the border? Mm-hmm. No, so, it's so true. That? It's so true. And, and where's the money going to come from? You know what's really disgusting about this uh, reparations? The other day I heard that as part of the reparations – they want to uh, forgive interest on unpaid child support payments. So, uh, it, 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 which has like, I, I guess the insinuation is that more black men uh, are uh, are not paying their child support than other races of people. But I mean, it's kind of offensive uh, on the face of it. But it's even more offensive to the children and to the mothers who have lived their entire lives without any male role models or any type of support uh, to you know get along in life. And 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 honestly, it also uh, adds to the problem of uh, of welfare queens. You know, I mean, if if somebody is not getting money from uh, and some form of support from the father of a child that they had, then they're going to be going to the state. And California is like the king of that system. It is, and uh, you you hit it. There's a culture here um, that we have to break. This is not the way to break it. Uh, to, is to relieve the the fathers of their obligations. 
And, you know, there, there are very few, the, this is the way it works out with the population, sad to say, is there are very few black fathers who are paying, obviously, child support, um, because a lot of them don't even know what ch- children are theirs. That's, that's another problem in the black culture. But, you know, one of the things we promote and we want to really tell everybody is um, the father in the household, the male figure has been so decimated over the last 30, 40 years. You know, the breakup of the family, all this stuff has been taking a toll on fatherhood. And, you know, the thing about black families, in my opinion, I used to work with black families a lot in the school system. Um, A lot of it, a lot of issues going on because there's no father in the family or when there is a father, when there is a father in the family, they're the strongest, tightest family you can imagine. Amen. They really are. Every single, every single black family I've ever worked with, when father is there, there's not an issue. And they, and they, they stand proud as men. It's the greatest thing to see. But, you know, they get the culture people, like up in Sacramento here, people come from the Bay Area. They'll bring in some black activists to make sure that they stir up trouble in the black communities mm-hmm. and really kind of, you know, put down the fathers and break up the mothers and the families. You know, the, the traditional stuff coming and that's been going on for a long time. So you see that breakup in the families. But, you know, um, like I said, every ethnic and racial group has real strengths when there's a strong father figure around. And it's about time we emphasize that with everybody, the fathers sticking around, the fathers being able to uh, take control and not be so um, maligned culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the key thing. We need to put a stop to that. And uh, so we're going to support as much as we can non-reparations. That's not going to be a discussion for New California. We think that's highly offensive to everybody. Well, and, you'll be a state that was really never with slavery, you know. I that's mean. right. It's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, real, real quick, uh, uh, Paul, this is something that we've uh, addressed on a past show, but Mingo314 over on the Rumble Chat wants to know who will ultimately control the water in California. Uh, and uh, it's my understanding that uh, those water rights I mean, they go with the land, don't they? I mean, New California. Yeah. I mean, what is it? The Sierra Madres? Is that where all that water comes down? No, just the Sierras. Down Sierras, in, okay. In, down in Mexico, they're called the Sierra Madres. <clears throat> um, similar mountain chain down there. Um, but the High Sierras is one of the most lucrative water markets on the planet, actually. Highly uh, high amounts of rainfall. We just had the, the Oroville Dam is sitting at almost 900 feet, which is the highest it could ever get wow. without going over the emergency spillway. And there's a, issues with that. Almost all the lakes and streams right now are at high flow. Um, but Climate they change. Really, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll do the climate change. Listen, don't get me going on that one. You know, they went through this drought. They went through this drought for four years, and you yep. know what they were doing? They were draining all the dams. That yeah. was the drought. I mean, so <laughs> last year at this time, they weren't giving the, the farmers over here water. So 50 or 40% of the fields for rice harvesting out here weren't planted last year. Oh, wow. What did they do? They were draining the water out of Orville and out of Shasta, which we, it was bizarre. It's not bizarre, but that's, yeah, that's climate change. Mm-hmm. When you manually turn the handle yep. and drain the dam, <laughs> that's climate change. Um, but it, this whole thing with water is a, is a big one. Uh, we know that there are a lot of people who have their hands on it and manipulate the water. Uh, Jerry Brown, the young Jerry Brown in the seventies and the eighties, when he did his first two terms, he did away with the 
six dams that were going to be completing the California Water Project, which was already established. And uh, that project was going very, very well until he came along and stopped the dam building, which stopped the, re- the reservoir building. And so that limited the market, that created the market for water. And so uh, mar- water is a high commodity, high, very expensive. Uh, they moderate it by draining dams and reservoirs or draining the reservoirs so that they can, mar- they can, um, you know, jack up the prices in the market a lot of that water goes to southern california northern california doesn't like it but you know we're just letting a lot of water out to the ocean that we could store right now and make use of but the bigger part of it is to build out the water project through the rest of the state and new california will have about 90 percent of the state and so thus we'll have that water market um but we will regulate it we'll we'll abide by the contracts we're going to pull contracts that aren't necessary uh, or we're going to adjudicate several uh, that are pre- very questionable you have a lot of people like the pelosi family which is really big into the water market um, oh, don't they, they get a super sweetheart deal for their vineyards? <laughs> you know, that, that's and that's Napa. They don't they don't okay. really partake of the big part of it, um, but th- that part. But they do have their hands. And there's a, a whole network of people that are trying to get the Navajo Indian Reservation is now coming over to California with their eyes on taking California water mm-hmm. for Arizona. They're, there's this concept of the talk of they're going to build a pipe from California into Arizona. Um, and they have the rights to it because this is tribal nation. I, I didn't, you know, quite frankly, I've been in California all my life. I live in the land of Ishi. Ishi was the last known Native American ever to be living in the wild. He was caught in Oroville, by the way, mm. and about the ninth last century. And he was uh, quite a specimen, but he was not a Navajo. He was a Mayadu. <laughs> There's mm. different tribes. I hate to break this to the Navajo nation, but there are different tribes besides the Navajo, and they know that. Yeah. Um, but coming over here to try and claim some sort of rights to our water in California is just not going to work. And we're going to make sure it doesn't work. But the point is, is that there's plenty of water. Uh, it's how it's managed, how it's regulated. We're going to make sure that the farmers get their water because right now farmers get hurt the, the, the most. And they're the ones that the Democrats and the liberals hate the most are the farmers because they use so much darn water. Well, you know, I haven't seen I've been on many of the farms I sure don't see these farmers out there just, you know, pissing away water. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just don't see it. And, you know, they, they, uh, during this drought, they had to put their wells down so deep that the land in the valley actually started to sink and subside. Now that water has come back, the land, ta- the water table is coming. I was actually going to ask you how that was working out, if that uh, the increase in waterfall, if that had raised that uh, water table up there, because that's that's kind of a scary thing. You know, the idea of emptying out those aquifers. I mean, if there's nothing there to hold up that land anymore, I mean, you know, I mean, the worst could happen. We, We deal with sinkholes down here in Florida all the time. So it's the first thing I thought of. Well, they they would be listen not just little sinkholes, you know, miles a miles of a sinkhole, but the water table is rising quite nicely in the valley down there, which is going to benefit for a number of years now. Replenish those wells and those aquifers, but the, the still comes down to you know what farms are available available to farm and what water is available to them. That's the key thing. Um, and farmers they need to stop beating up on the farmers. I know they get subsidies, but you know. We need to keep those subsidies going so that there's a continuation of their ability to maintain the farms. You know, go out on a farm and just spend a, a couple of days. It's not easy, number one. No. It's very costly, number two. And if you screw up as a farmer and not predict, you know, when when to put down the seed, not to put down. Like right now, the, the rice farmers are putting in, um, you know, 
pesticides or herbicides on the on the rice and it's a very very coordinated effort in these rice fields to do this and they don't do it with air uh, with the aircraft which you think that they do they do with these machines with very thin wheels which is kind of aluminum wheels which is kind of interesting but you know if you're if you're screwing that up you could lose your whole crop and you know that would be millions and millions of dollars lost and you know in some of the cases like if we were to lose Oroville Dam right now, which some people think might happen, and we would lose that entire area which we grow rice in, the value of the rice is not the issue. It's the rice itself that's lost because that's going to create famine throughout the world since this is one of the largest single areas that produces rice for the planet. And that would be a problem. That would be a really big problem. But, you know, Zach, doesn't that just sort of fit right into the agenda of the globalist? Certainly, yeah. If they, if they if they can do away with the entire farming industry, if they can, you know, say that there's no more water left, then obviously people are just going to have to leave that area. They're going to push them uh, perhaps further to the east and maybe just build a mega city in Chicago, like uh, Judge yeah, Dredd. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I, I was just thinking about something. You know, um, once once New California uh, comes into existence, um, you know, obviously water is very important, and uh, there is a technology that I learned about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, I saw it being used commercially down in Australia. It's essentially a, it's a, it's a bolt-on water conditioning piece of technology for uh, the, the water distribution. <clears throat> it's basically uh, magnets, okay? It's like a magnetic field generator, and as the water goes through it, it structures the water in such a way that it makes it far more, like, potent and absorbable for the crops. So, they all they did was just put this bolt on there, and and, the, and then as the water goes through it, it soaks into the plants, and they're getting like thirty to fifty percent greater yield on everything without any using use of fertilizer or anything like that. And um, anyways, I just I want to throw that out there because like I when I heard about the technology, I was like, this is amazing. Why does everybody not use it? Probably because it's too good, and they don't want people to know about it. But in an area specifically where water is a uh, continuing issue, and people. Have have a bit of anxiety about it. I mean, man, I think it could potentially help and it might help you guys grow even more. Well, I agree. Uh, any kind of technology that's going to be beneficial uh, to the water issue out here in California, it, we're going to look at. We're not going to turn anything down. Uh, we'll look at whatever's working and whatever's making the best use of water. Every gallon counts. And part of the problem with this group you know, every gallon counts, and they'll yell at you and I for taking a shower for too long, but they've got the controls of Oroville Dam and Shasta Dam, and they're going to push water over a spillway or maybe down in the tubes of Oroville Dam at about 13,000 CSF. That's cubic or CFS, cubic feet per second, you know, for days, uh, yet they com- they complain about us taking too long in showers. It, it's just basilic, imbecilic. Uh, to think that they're they're in charge of these things and allowing this to happen. And now this is uh, to the better point. You know, when it gets this bad, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious. And I've been trying to tell people this. This is now the time to take action. In mm-hmm. fact, we have been the action group. So what we have done is we set up a de- declaration of independence, constitution. We've done all the things constitutionally to rise up and take control. Which uh, we the people movement, and that's what it says. First three words in the Constitution is we the people. And we are at that point, um, I, I really think, Zach, that pretty soon people are going to do just that here in California. 
And it's not going to be a revolution where we're out with our ARs and all that crap. That's what they want. That's not going to happen. But I think people are going to throw down their arms. I talk to state people all the time. I talk to law enforcement all the time. And they will tell you, they will tell you personally, because they've told me, says, Paul, something needs to be done. Mm -hmm. When can New California form? And we've, like I said, we've got really good ties and connections with a lot of law enforcement. Um, It's not that they're ready to go. They see that you can't do anything else now but make a change at the government level and get rid of these imposters and these people and what they're trying to do. Because I think what really is a good suggestion to do, a lot of sheriffs will deem a Second Amendment issue if the California legislature passes a law, let's say, that's a real total violation of your right to carry a a concealed weapon or something like that. They'll step in and say, we're not going to enforce the law. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, sheriffs have the ability to do that. My suggestion to them right now, and I'll put this down because it's going to be an issue we're going to bring forward. I suggest that the sheriffs start taking a long look at these uh, child laws that that are dealing primarily with trafficking and separating the parents from their kids and also the use of organs. Um, You know, they want right now they want to pass a law that's going to allow for abortion at was it uh, 13 months after the baby's born? Well, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Is yeah. that, that's called murder. Exactly. And yeah. they're trying to legalize murder. Now I'm a geneticist. I mean, I'm, that's one of my big strong points when I started education is, is talking about genetics. And, you know, when I heard that coming on, I said, you know, first of all, when babies are first born, their genetic composition and all their cells are much different than they are when they're 13 months. Mm-hmm. And it, there's such a variation between, the, the genetic outcomes of organs and so on. But there's also a price point for them in markets. There is babies organs yep. at each one of those price points. So you can, if this law is passed, doctors can pick and choose at what month um, they want to abort a baby after birth. So they can, it the, the system, the organs might be different for a one month old to a two month old and so on. So they might select and get maybe a two or three month old, whatever. Uh, but my point is, is that this is ludicrous to be thinking about this. This is barbaric, and it's got to stop. You just can't take babies from uh, the womb and murder them at your pleasure. When What's to stop b- uh, murdering a baby when they're two years old? Mm-hmm. And what's the difference? Call it a, there's, there's no difference. No, there is There's not. no difference. So this is why I say sheriffs need to rise up. We ask the sheriffs... Um, to rise up with the voting issue when this whole thing happened. When we saw the thing in December 2020, we started going after good sheriffs. And then we have a couple of good sheriffs, the, the sheriff of Riverside County. Um, he's really listened very well to New California. He's doing some really, really good things down there. He's actually tasked um, his, his uh, technicians, uh, IT folks, to actually monitor during the 2020 election uh, the Dominion machines. And he found, they found lots of fraud. They mm-hmm. found the action that was going on. They saw what they needed to see. And, of course, now we're letting that whole thing play out. Um, there are these sheriffs out here in California, but there's been so much disinformation and propaganda that's been put out about them and other legal, you know, the other uh, law enforcement in California. It's hard for them to, to to make the right moves at the right time. But I think you're starting to see that fade away now. The, I don't think a sheriff that I know of, would sit back and let a doctor murder a two-month-old baby because of that law. Uh, he'd have to stand up and say, it's not enforceable, don't do it. Uh, you know, I can't imagine anyone allowing that to happen. And and frankly, 
with as even as evil as I know how these people are, it's shocking to hear that any politician anywhere would suggest this as a real world possibility. You know, I mean, it was a couple of years ago. Right. What was it? Governor Northam uh, talking about, uh, you know, making making the baby comfortable outside the womb before you euthanize it. Uh, and that uh, that Asian woman who uh, didn't want to say it out loud because she understood, you know, I, I believe this was also in Virginia, but she's a doctor. She, she's like a, a gynecologist or, or maybe she's just an abortion doctor and that's why it doesn't bother her. But for for anyone to entertain this as a real possibility, I mean, like, what is going on? Like, America is basically at the breaking point. Like, if that's the kind of world we're considering, uh, you know, OK, totally legitimate possibility. We're going to murder babies after they come out of the womb, bad enough they're doing it in the womb, you know. But the only thing that's different is they're they're. I mean, the baby's been born. Like I don't, I can't. Like the the process makes me sick. And I I want to mention something too. I've been looking for an excuse, a reason to talk about this. <laughs> You're so, on the rant. <laughs> yes, I am on the rant. So uh, that the film, uh, The Sound of Freedom. Okay, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. My mom saw it uh, on opening day. She said it was amazing. Uh, we're probably going to be going on Sunday. So the. The wonderful, just beautiful irony of this is this film was done back in 2018, and it was made by 20th Century Fox. They had a plan to release it theatrically. The reason they never did is because Disney acquired 20th Century Fox and all of their properties, all of the films that they had uh, in their uh, in, in their warehouse just waiting to get out there. And for whatever reason, you know, big shocker, Disney didn't want to release the Sound of Silence. So they kept it on the shelf, and Jim Caviezel and the people who made it had to go out and lobby this uh, Angel Films to purchase the rights from Disney so that they could get it released theatrically. And I think they did so through a crowdfunding campaign. They raised like 3 to $5 million. That's how much it was worth to Disney. It, it was worth nothing to them. You know, they paid, I don't know how many billions of dollars for Fox, but they they didn't think the movie was going to do anything, or at the very least, they didn't want to help it get out there to the public. So finally, as a result of the hard work of the people involved in this film and, and the you know wonderful patriots we have out there that support uh, quality entertainment with the message, um, they finally released the film. It goes head to head with Indiana Jones, which right. Disney also bought. They bought Lucasfilm, which included Star Wars, or wrecked it, uh, included yep. Willow, wrecked it, included Indiana Jones. Oh, they wrecked it hard. The Sound of Freedom made more money than Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones opened to a far larger theatrical run all over the nation. Nobody wants to see it. Everybody knows it sucks. Everyone hates Disney now because they have destroyed any mm -hmm. good stories that they had. And so The Sound of Freedom could have been a way for Disney to actually make money and maybe, maybe make up right. for some of that loss, the four or $500 million loss they're going to have in Indiana Jones. But they wanted to get rid of it. They, they thought they said, hey, we're going to throw it in the sock drawer and then we'll make them work for it. Well, you know, they worked for it. So I just want to say anybody who has an opportunity, please do not pay to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Doom. Uh, go see Sound of Freedom, because it's going to be a much, much, much better movie. And thank God for Jim Caviezel and all the people that put this together. I can't wait to see it myself. Well, I just um, I just came back from seeing it you know, just before airtime here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've known about the movie for a long time. And, of course, I, dealing in 
some of this as a, as a profession in uh, my other life as a school administrator and uh, these kind of issues, I know exactly the things that were happening, the play out. Um, I would say that it's a hundred percent a fact based as I can tell they leave a lot on the table that you don't see, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I'm glad they do because mm-hmm. there's there's about so much more about the pain and suffering and the agony that the children go through. And uh, that's one of the things Donald Trump recognized. And um, if you're a person who who can't appreciate the fact that this Donald Trump really pushed a lot to have this happen mm-hmm. um, and to protect our children, you know, if you can't protect the children of our society, if you can't do that, then what? What? Who are you? You know, um, there's inhuman. a movie called Inhuman, and you know, there's a movie called The Patriot, mm-hmm. and I Good suggest one. everybody see that one uh, as well, and you'll see a family, a strong family, right, wrong, and indifferent, but a family who stays together, who prays together, who's in the in the battle of their lives, literally um, working hard to stop the tyrant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a tyrant and a tyranny around us all over this nation. It's not just California that's experiencing this, although we're taking they've taken the leadership in a lot of this stuff. But if, you know, other states as well are having this kind of issue. This is a worldwide global problem. True. And they're shipping people, kids in cages, kids in sea containers around the globe. This has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now that it's out here, we have to do something about it. But, uh, if we don't do anything about this, and if you don't go to the movie and learn about this, um, shame on you. I mean, really, because you can't turn your back to the children any longer. You just can't. And it's this simple thing of this exposure. Uh, I, I'll tell you, the way I view the California State Legislature is that, for the most part, most of them are in bed with this whole deal. Mm-hmm. If I you're part of the it. corruption of the election system, I, now we've done deep investigations into the investigation into the election system and the, the cartels and everything else. It's all related, Zach. Mm-hmm. It's all related, and the, and the child sex trafficking, the human trafficking, the slavery. It's all related. The cartels and the Chinese government all related to one another. They're the ones bringing it to us, and we have to stop it. This is our obligation to our culture and society. And if we don't use the Constitution, which, by the way, this is the founding fathers knew this time would be here, mm-hmm. um, then, then shame on us. And we're the pastors. We're the churches. Yep. Out here in California, I'm truly disappointed because there are so many churches who closed up during the COVID. But those pastors who stayed strong, God, God help them. Uh, thank you very much to do that. And they said no masking. Um, none of this business about social distancing, get up and sing and spit and do everything you want in church and go to church <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, don't let them deny you your civil, your constitutional rights. You have God given rights and, and take them. Um, those, those people have st- stood strong, but we need more of the pastors. We need more of the religious leaders to step up and say, wait a minute. I can't worry about my 501c3 status. Mm-hmm. It's guys, it's gone. Yeah. You don't have a status anymore as a church. You have to recognize that, and don't worry about that. You know, you have an obligation to your flock. Mm-hmm. You have an obligation to tell them the truth about bad politicians, corrupt politicians, and the obvious is when when are you going to stand up as as a society to the tyranny itself? You, there, it, you'll learn that in the Patriot. I think it's a, a great example right now. There's a decision point about when you have to go to war and you have to do a next level, a next level, a next level to to stop it all. I don't think we're going to go to war. I pray we don't. 
I think that the better angels are going to come forward. I think we have a real strong possibility, probability of being able to turn this around using the Constitution. Now, there's going to be so much financial pressure on everybody's act because of this great drop. China is failing. This, their economy is in the tank. Um, and, of course, that's one of the reasons why they're fl- they're out there flailing and so desperate. Uh, California is failing. The nation is failing. But we can turn this around with the proper restructuring of our constitutions. California doesn't use its constitution anymore. It has an 1849 constitution. It doesn't use it. Um, it has a, a corporate constitution that it uses now, in which there's been over 900 changes to the constitution since 1879. That's just an obscene number, but that's what they do, is they, they use that as opposed to the proper legislative uh, situation, and it's turned the state inside out and will not change until we change those constitutions. And I think when we get to that point in the next several months, and we step in and we say, because we will step in, we the people are going to step in, Zach. You're going to see this, where we the people will step forward and finally say enough, surrender. It's not going to happen anymore on our dime, and you're not going to take our kids. It has to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's there's no question about it. So let me let me ask you this. We're going to be opening up the phones in six minutes. So if you have questions for Paul, uh, questions about the logistics of this, how it would work, you're welcome to call in. Uh, you can ask questions in the chat. Uh, let me just say thank you to our friend Porpoiseful over here on the foxhole at pill.net thank you says uh, good evening and thank you very much doug simey dropped a cookie pacific northwest sasquatch says have a great weekend and then steve b15601 dropped a cookie as well okay thank you very much for those guys i appreciate that um so you said that uh you brought uh the i'm sorry what was the t- the term for it the articles not the articles of confederation but you you brought uh something to congress to uh to the speaker of the house well, we, we have some papers. It, it's kind of like the application process for statehood. Right. Uh, and um, it's a little-known process. I'm not going to explain it. Other people can find out on their own. <laughs> but um, we found out about it, and we did it, and we brought forward um, delegate representatives. And uh, we're asking that uh, the Speaker actually appoint our delegate representatives uh, to the House, and there will be five of them that we've put forward and there may be uh, three or four more in the future for different reasons. But um, these delegate representatives would have all uh, access to everything as a delegate representative would have as a representative has. They just cannot vote. Uh, you've seen a delegate representative from, I think the Virgin islands. I was just going to say that Stacy woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She has, she has no writing, uh, no votes, but she has an opinion, right? That's right. Uh, well, I can tell you that all five of our delegates have opinions and they're more <laughs> than happy to come along. And right now, imagine this breaking loose. Imagine five delegate representatives from new California, take their seats mm-hmm. in the house of representatives. That'd and now they're up on historic. the dais and they're asking questions as new Californians of people down there that need to have questions asked. Mm-hmm. How about asking Miss the, the labor secretary, who's the former labor secretary of California, who's trying to become the labor secretary of the U.S. government? Go figure how they're trying to hide that one, of course. Imagine them asking those questions along with Kevin Kiley. Mm-hmm. That would be explosive. So um, we we did this, and we're happy we've done it. And, of course, it's, 
we're biding time right now because there's a lot of things happening on the floor. You got the impeachment of Merrick Garland, I think, going on. Certainly. Uh, you also have paperwork on Biden that's out there now. Um, you have another a number of other issues. So we're waiting and timing is, is really a, really an important part of what we're doing. And we will have that right time and we'll insert ourselves. And we think that this process can be um, come out in 11, 10 or 11 months from now that it will be okay. granted statehood. That was my that was my next question. What what is the timeline we're looking at? Have you guys had your uh, delegates get in contact with uh, the uh, the Freedom Caucus? I mean, I would imagine that uh, that might be a good fit with people to work with. Yeah, we've we've made. I, I don't want to talk about. Sure, I can't really talk about that. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm so proud, and I do want to talk about it, but it's just uh, something you just can't do right now. Sure, sure. Well, they've talked. They've, they've been talking. They've been talking to everybody they could talk to. Like okay. I think I told you, we got one of the four, the squad, who yep. said it's about time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. That's so, right. <laughs> yeah. There's some really positive things that that have happened, so we're pretty excited about that. Okay, so so what is the 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 next phase that we should be looking for? I mean, does Kevin McCarthy in the House do they have like a timeline that they have to respond to you guys by? I mean, uh, or it, is it just that they take it up as they see fit? They'll take it up as they see fit, but again, there's more coordination with us in terms of putting pressure, or I was say, pressure yeah. but just input. I'd say more input than anything else, because when we roll out our plan, we want to make sure that everybody understands that California, from a financial standpoint, is done. Sure. In fact, they're, they are done now. They're, they're totally done now. There's no coming back for them in any way, shape, or form. That's why Newsom wants out of town so quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's worried about his own rear end. That's why he wants to become the president. Sure. You know, with all the protections of the, cause he has just sunk California and uh, he's looking for a way out. And of course, he, that's exactly what he's trying to do. You know, you have a lot of influencers around him, uh, trying to set something up. And of course, he's, look what he's doing. He's trying to take on DeSantis mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody else just, but in his own state, we're all out here just dying and suffering. But the state is dying. It's a dead state at this point in time. So we're going to res- we're going to resurrect not only uh, uh, New California as a new state, but we're going to take care of uh, California. We're going to fix it up. That's been part of our uh, structure ever since. Is that that's one thing you do is you re- you can reconstitute California. It's going to be broker than a joke, but we know how there's a way to do that, and we can, we are going to uh, fall back on their original 1849 Constitution which they should have never gotten away from. Mm-hmm. But again, progressive thought it started in 1848 in a big way. It actually started long before that, but it really got kicked off with Marx and Engels. And that really influenced so many people uh, in California and throughout the, the nation. You know, it's kind of interesting. A lot of people, as Marx came out with his theory of running government, it always leads to totalitarianism. And people were flirting with that and thought socialism and, and that sort of stuff is a really good idea for everybody. It's not. It leads to what they've got today in many of the states, a dictatorship. Clearly, clearly. So uh, as you're awaiting word from Kevin McCarthy about the appointment of these delegates, do they hang out uh, in Washington, D.C.? I mean, are they ready at a moment's notice or are they back in California doing other stuff that needs doing? They're back in California doing other stuff that needs doing because, remember, their offices of these of our representatives are out here in California. And well, yeah, we have okay. a lot that we have a lot to do out here. Uh, so we're ready to go over there at any time, no one's noticed, to to make sure things start to happen. But we ha- we understand there's things that we should not be engaged in right with them right now in mm-hmm. our issue. It wouldn't so, be appropriate at this point. 
So I know that before we had talked about, obviously, you're going to have all of these roles that need that need filling. You know, I mean, you're going to have, uh, I don't know, representatives. You've got the, the state delegates. I mean, you've got all of all of the, go- the the state government is going to have to be replaced. Is right. that still the plan or are you uh, talking about uh, maybe absorbing the people who are in power now and then having them get uh, voted out? Well, the people that will um, they'll be given in the transition, they'll maintain their offices and then um, until the next election, or until we call the next election, I have a feeling that we're going to call the next election right away oh, good. Uh, to complete yeah. terms. Um, and, and some details I haven't really kind of gotten the, the bottom line on from so, some questions, because there are some people like Adam Schiff we're not going to tolerate for one second. And uh, Case in point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, and he's borderline on some of where, where our border is down there in Southern California. So, um, But there's other people, too. And uh, we're definitely going to make sure that because you know, we're not going to have communists and we're not going to have um, fascists. And keep in mind, Zach, that most of these le- legislators, especially the members of the House of Representatives, most of them have been selected by a group of cartel members out of San Diego. Right. They've selected these people to be there. They've groomed them over the years. They've run many times um, in primaries over the last you know, 10 years. And then finally, they get their turn. But they're all beholding to the cartels and the election system. And that's why they're trying so desperately to hang on to this, because you can see that's their power. When they can select, and then they can jump on board, like we've got now evidence in Riverside County, where they actually observe this thing playing out. Um, And we told them about it. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. And then all of a sudden, there it is, and it's like, wow. And then there's that that investigation going on, plus others that are out there. Um, these people are positions are going to be weakened ultimately, and many of these county supervisors are going to start to say, "Wait a minute, this it's a big problem for Dominion. It could politically be a big problem for me, which it is." But here's the other thing: remember, I said they're not going to be viable financially mm-hmm. in the next election. Well, they're going to make this choice. Now, you tell me what they're going to do. Shasta County, as an example. Shasta County has about 110, 111,000 voters registered. They had 69,000 vote last time. Now, here's the thing. It's going to cost them, according to Ms. Allen, their, their, their uh, county clerk recorder, it's going to cost them $1.9 million or thereabouts to um, run the Dominion machines mm-hmm. for the election. Okay, that's great. But you know how much it costs for paper ballots, Zach? Oh, probably a, a much, much smaller amount, I would imagine. Here, here's, the, here's the amount. One day voting, paper ballots, $187,000. Oh, dude, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? You have to. You have to. <laughs> By the, and listen, here's the other thing. I'll get this out. Let's just, uh, this is unknown when you take a look at the contract. To get out of Dominion or ES&S or any uh, Hart Verity um, or Inner Civics, as it's called, it only cost it's it only cost the county seventy eight thousand dollars to get out of their contract. They the county supervisors have been telling everybody it's cost us millions of dollars and we have to pay this. And, no, no. In fact, if you can prove that those machines were defrauding the county, oh, that's uh, the the contract's been null and void. Not only that, but in, there's a clause in the contract where Dominion or the other accounting companies have to pay the county back every dime they gave them. Oh, boom. There you go. You think there might, it's not going to be ballot harvesting. It's going to be cash harvesting. Yes. And it's going to be against Dominion and those guys. We don't harvest that cash. You guys, yeah, bring it in. We'll we'll, uh, we'll oh. get rid of you, and then we'll prove fraud. That's really it. the next step. It'll dismantle them. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's what exciting. Paulos was talking about. That's definitely exciting. Uh, we do have our first caller on the line, but before we get into that, you guys, I have to say big thank you to the sponsors of the second half of the program, beginning with our good friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. They're actually having a July 4th sale right now, but when you use code RP78, you can save up to 80% off select items. Uh, of course, you know about the MyPillow mattress topper. You know about the MyPillow 2.0. They've got the brand new Giza Elegance pillows, and then they're 
there's also the My Pillow mattresses. They have a big sale on that this week. Uh, the Giza Dream sheets are probably the most comfortable, coolest sheets I've ever slept on. Lisa's a big fan of them, but specifically with the My Pillow mattress, you can save a hundred dollars off. And again, when you use code RP78, you can save even more. So thank you so much to Mike Lindell and My Pillow for sponsoring the program. Also, my friends at My Patriot Supply, you can go to my special website preparewithredpill78.com right now you can save $80 off of a 4 week supply of emergency food these meals are over 2000 calories a day 16 varieties of food with an up to 25 year shelf life breakfast lunches dinners it's less than $3 a meal you would be hard pressed to go to the grocery store and spend that much money to cook food yourself and if something goes wrong you don't have power you don't have gas you don't have the ability to cook uh, right here, this food is uh, very good. It lasts for up to 25 years, and it comes in a waterproof tote. Lisa and I have a couple of years' worth of emergency food for both of us, uh, all told. And then, finally, my friends at OnenessDrops.com, where you can get your My Chlorine Dioxide Kits. Save 15% off when you use code RP78. Chlorine Dioxide is known as the universal antidote because it not only makes non-potable water, totally safe to drink, but it also will kill a number of different pathogens that can live in that water or that might get into your body some other way. So make sure you go to onenessdrops.com, use code RP78 to get yourself chlorine dioxide water purification kits. You want to have those on hand in your go bag, in your emergency box, uh, just at your house. If you end up losing municipal water, you can make anything safe to drink. So once more, onenessdrops.com, use code RP78. And thank you so much to all of these incredible companies that are making sure I can stay on the air and bring you quality information and entertainment from people like my friend, Mr. Paul Preston. And let me also say thank you to Pauly9363 for dropping those shades over there on the foxhole, pilled.net. Let's go ahead and bring in our first caller, Mr. DJ Vector. This is our Australian correspondent, Paul. Vector, welcome to the program. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, Zach. How are you going? It's nice to talk to you again. Hello, Paul. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks. To, nice to meet you, too. I have a lot of Aussie friends. I'm sure you do. I'm sure they're talking about water and water rights and things like that, because uh, um, we're following California carefully and uh, especially you know, interested in when President Trump was talking about the Delta smelt and all the water that was being diverted for nothing. And, uh, you know, you were talking about draining the reservoirs and dams and stuff like that, um, you know, and all of this other environmental bunk, uh, not securing, you know, basically the food bowl of the country. California grows a lot of food, ladies and gents. So, um, you know, that water is going to help secure the nation's prosperity and food security and that sort of stuff. And um, I was also going to say, how are you going to secure the energy supply? What energy does California have? You're going to start up those coal-fired power plants again and uh, gas-fired power plants and get the oil flowing? Well, the yeah, we're going to get the oil flowing. You know, California has vast oil reserves, primarily frackable oil one of the largest in the in the in the uh, in the whole world actually uh the 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 Monterey shale as an example the Monterey uh I can't remember I think it's called the uh, Monterey plateau um goes all the way up to from Monterey to northern California it's huge huge oil reserve uh, we also have few huge natural gas reserves and none of it's really being utilized right now and of course the water power um in California is not even close 
to uh, 30 or 40 percent of its capability. Uh, you mean you know, hydro, the, hydroelectric power? Hydroelectric power, exactly. You know, Jerry Brown did away with the, the remainder of the water project back in the 70s when he was governor the first four, eight years that he was here. And so he aced out about six dams that aren't that weren't built, and then the water reservoirs weren't created. So we have vast water capability, and we are going to definitely fire up the power plants on those ones um, because we are in a crisis for ge- generating electricity in California. Right now, California, depending upon where you're at, um, the, the residents are paying 30 to 40 cents per kilowatt hour. Now that's just outrageous. Uh, when 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 Texas pays seven cents per kilowatt hour, because so of the green gonna... energy policies, obviously, you know, so they have they must buy a certain amount of renewable energy, no matter what the cost is, when the wind turbines are actually providing energy or whatever, <laughs> because of all the mandates, right? And right, exactly. Put... Oh, they they right. cut. Then they started cutting back, as you you were pointing out, the gas and coal fired power plants. And what's really interesting is that we had a a real big. Um, heat wave that has every time there's a big heat wave that goes through down in Huntington Beach, California, they have to fire up the oil driven power plant that is always that's been that was stationary, stagnant. They were going to start dismantling it a couple of years ago, but they stopped because, you know, we might need that in the future. But they've taken down a whole bunch of power plants already, which we're going to replace. We're going to put uh, natural gas power plants on all those. Plus, there's some other technologies out there that we're looking at and uh, rebuild the whole energy grid all over again, because there's no sense for us to be paying these high rates. We buy our ga- our, our electricity from coal-fired power plants in Utah. In Utah, that's right. how that's how we get the bulk of our electricity. That's just ludicrous when you consider this state and its capability. So we're going to open that up. And we're going to go back for the oil. Uh, oil drilling and oil delivery was doing excellent during Trump. It was starting to really come back. Kern County was really starting to come in on its own, and now it's all being dismantled. Or and I don't. I'm, I'm telling them guys, hang on, because when New California comes on board, you guys are going to have to get your butts out of the oil field and get some oil. And it's the same with the natural gas and all, and start building these dams because these dams, believe it or not, are actually approved environmentally already. They were approved by the federal government. So they're good to go. We're going to get started on that right away. We know we have the financing capability for it. People have already outreached to us, to us and said, look it, um, we want in on this deal. We're going to, well, fine. Let's come on on, come on on board and let's get, get this to the people because the people deserve it. Because, you know, right now, in California, you have whole towns and communities that don't have running water. That's insane. In, in the 21st crazy. century. You know, I always wondered, uh, you know, I mean, with with the distance that that water has to travel, I mean, it just seemed like hydroelectric power would be a natural fit for the entirety of the state. You know, right. I mean, like, and, and but to imagine that there would be communities that don't have water sources. I mean, that has to be one of those intentional acts that we were talking it's about totally earlier. Intentional. Yeah. It's totally intentional. And uh, this uh, started with Jerry Brown and the, and the liberals and the, and the uh, various bureaucracies and, of course, the environmentalists with the Delta Smell. You know, I, it was interesting. I used to work down in the Sacramento area, and I got the chance to talk to a, a scientist from uh, one of the major universities there. I'm not going to put him on, on notice here. But... Um, we're, uh, I'm a biologist, so this kind of has got my eye. And I asked him about the Delta smell. This must have been eight years ago, eight or nine years ago. Yeah. And and this was, a, the, their department took care of the Delta smell count, by the way. So he, he says to me, he says, well, we haven't seen a, a Delta smell in years. 
Well, have they been counting for years? <laughs> yes, <laughs> they haven't found it. Well, and of course, they're not indigenous. That's the other thing. So the you know that's the other thing. Now the bass, which aren't indigenous either, they ate them all up. There's just none to be found. But there's the statement: "Oh, we got to save the Delta smelt." That's the narrative is what's hanging this thing up. Wow. But again, this is the the radical environmentalist, and they are radical, uh, and they have fine spokesmen. So they they when there's ever a crisis, they'll fly in people to speak and to. And basically to just smother any kind of malcontent or any kind of uh, criticism about their programs. That's the way they do business. And it's been it going like on. Australia, bro. Everything that you're saying, I have the politicians, sure. the Australian people are listening, whether it be water or energy or any of that stuff. We're paying so much for electricity and there's no reason for it for the exact reasons that I explained earlier. And, uh, you know, Australia is a very, very resource rich country. We sell a lot of energy to everyone, China, you name it. Like we're, this is this place is a quarry and a farm. So I'm not really sure why, right. you know, we're, we're betraying our own country and destroying our economy for the sake of, uh, you know, uh, climate change, which can't even be proven that, uh, you know, it's, it's man-made. And when you ask environmentalists how much carbon dioxide is actually in the atmosphere, they can't even they answer already know. in the first place. So it just yep. shows what a, in, they're just insulting our intelligence and uh, we're not paying for it. So on the record, go ahead. Yeah. Sir. I think that um, the the days of pseudoscience are over, you know, and I used to teach science and I used to talk about this, that you can't, re- you know, if you're going to follow the scientific method and get a result and start looking at facts and so on, you better be sure about your data and be honest about it. And don't, you know, don't be disappointed by some of your experiments when they come back and you got the wrong re- you know response from your data that you're seeing. And some people get so disappointed. Well, they say there's something wrong with the system and I'm not at fault. So I'm going to take this data and I'm going to try and sell it and try and get a grant. And so they start pushing for uh, their friends to get them uh, grants based upon false data. That happens a lot in science. That's got to stop. Um, but you know, this, I heard that that's 97% of scientists agree with the one that's writing the check. That's right. No, that's a hundred percent. No, that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent true statement. I would, I would stand by that one. That's what um, they come up with, and that's why this this whole thing. I mean, how many people know what the composition of the atmosphere really is? It's point three percent or something. Well, that's of carbon, carbon dioxide. Yes, but the atmosphere that we breathe mostly is of nitrogen, and oxygen makes up about twelve percent. People don't know that, but the, just, let's wait a minute now. What percent is carbon dioxide? I think it was 0.03% or 0.3%. Isn't that that less than one? (laughs) Yes. Isn't that less than the number one? But then man's actual contribution to that is like even smaller than that. And then that's so minuscule. It's 0.001%. We're not going to, it's like a drop on the windscreen, ladies and gents. It's not going to make any difference. China's still going to continue to grow their economy with resources that we are selling them. And then we're paying through the nose for our own resources because we've sold it on the world market at high prices to countries like China that are not our friends, ladies and gents. They're not friends with Australia and they're not friends with the United States of America. They're not friends with anybody in China. Getting in bed with them, essentially, you know, a totalitarian regime. Well, one, um, one of the things you brought up is they all they're doing is quarrying you and farming you. Now, yeah. how's that farming working out? What kind of farming tactics are they using over there? Is it we're helping the land? Fun. Oh, we're always looking after the land here. The farmers know how to be good custodians because they want a productive, 
uh, good business, you know, from, from that perspective. So, and they also need good quality product because we have a huge export industry for fruit and vegetables and other produce. Australia's a, a very big primary producer and also, uh, you know, uh, I suppose, uh, you know, converter. But what about the ones. Chinese? Are they farming any of your land? Probably. They own heaps of it. They own the water rights, you see, a lot to a lot of it. They may uh, not own necessarily, but they own the water. Um, and, yes, they're buying huge swathes of land for uh, for farming, cattle properties, you name it, buying massive uh, parts of Tasmania, huge. Um, so they're securing their food supplies. Same with New Zealand, which is the the biggest butterfat milk producer in the world, and they make a lot of the baby formula that China needs. So this is why the nexus between Australia and New Zealand and the Chinese is so tight and close. And also we're in their neighbourhood. It's not like, you know, like we literally are next door to them. Um, and there's also all of this shit that's going on in the, the Taiwan Straits and all the brinksmanship. So I don't know if you know there was a Chinese um, naval vessel that uh, nearly had a, a collision. This is a deliberate thing on, uh, I think it was the USS Chung Hoon. It was a, a, a Hawaiian um, US destroyer, which went, it went back to base. Uh, I think it was to Pearl Harbor. It had its full battle flag, you know, basically indicating that anything was on the table because they were pretty much attacked. Um, this is what's going on. This was last week. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you understand what's going on there. Australia's totally involved in all these exercises with uh, Japan, India, the United States, um, and um, you know also this AUKUS debacle with the submarines that we were supposed to buy from France, and then Joe Biden said he was going to give us nuclear submarines, and then they're not going to give them to us anymore. So Australia's in, in a position where we can't defend ourselves, and um, I think it's a big prize for the Chinese to take the country in the event of a, of a war because it secures their resources, it secures things strategically, it weakens the United States of America, and um, Australia is also involved with this Ukraine war thing, giving them money, sending them our military equipment that we need. Crazy, for our so why are we picking on uh, a huge foe like Russia, where we have no enemies in the world, ladies and gents? Australia shouldn't be getting involved in any of this stuff whatsoever. So um, I worry about my own country, ladies and gents, not just the United States. Well, anyway. we appreciate that because we know we need to protect you. And, of course, that's the same thing we worry about over here. I tell people all the time, I said, George Washington said, we should never be involved with European wars. Well, these European wars that we're seeing right now have been around for a 1,000 years or so, maybe 2,000. And um, this is just an exaggeration of it. Now, I mean, that's the fundamental, that, that there's always been more. But now you have so many other elements that are involved in it. And, yeah, we're supporting it. Why? You know, we've bled out almost all of our military, hard military equipment to the Ukraine. You just can't find an M1 Abram a, a, a tank running around here anymore. Um, it's not they were always parked, but you take a look. You can actually see them on the on the uh, uh, on the maps. If you just take go to Google, you can see Google Earth and check out where some of these depots are. They're empty. Our military equipment has been sent over to Ukraine. Period, and now it's being utilized and lost. Plus, you know we have our own troops over there as part of NATO, and they're trying to get rid of... I mean, what's happening with... Why should we be over there at all? We shouldn't be. And, of course, uh, they, they've they been driving this whole uh, um, Ukrainian thing for years and trying to get us involved. I, I just hope we stay out of it. But here's the problem. When you take a look, as Californians, new Californians, when you take a look at the Ukraine... I view the Ukraine as an analog European to California because it's got almost the same types of natural resources in it. And what they're doing to the Ukraine, I think, is a model for what they're going to do to New California or to California 
um, in general. We're, that's what we're watching right now. We're watching the behavior of certain politicians, or we're watching the behavior of certain people. How about how are they going to harm California and make it part of a protectorate of the United Nations or something like that? Because listen, this is unter- untried territory in our nation's history to see the 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 influx or the invasion at the border. You know, uh, they say they're going to be 15 million new immigrants by the time Biden's out of office. I say it's going to be more than that. Um, they had, what, 3 million in one month here just recently. So this is not going by lightly. Yeah. But my point is, why is this all happening? And what do they intend to do with all these people? What course are we going to have here out here in California? You know, we've got dams up and down, you know, the Sierra Nevada and on the coastal range. Any one of those dams could go up and be blown up like they did in Ukraine. And by the way, they blew up those Ukrainian, uh, two Ukrainian dams already. And what has it done? It's flooded the farmland. (laughs) Well, the farmland won't be usable for five to 10 years. There's that problem. Plus, there's also in California, you take out one of the big dams like Orville, and you're going to have 20 million people that are going to be looking for water. What about Ukraine being a huge grain producer, one of the biggest in the world? I think it's the fifth biggest or something like that. Like it Australia's producer, the United States. We are feeding the world, ladies and gents. Australia's only got 25 million people and we're feeding billions of people with what we produce. Uh, Ukraine is a very big player when that, when, when it comes to that kind of thing. And then there's all the strategic nuclear stuff that's going on. You've got Chernobyl over there. Um, so there's that. Then you've also got in the Donbass region and all these other Russian regions. Um, Russia has a huge base there that they fought bitterly with the Nazis, a, a, a submarine base. They're not going to give that up, ladies and gents. So if the Ukraine thinks that they're going to get those regions back, which is what they're saying, then I can tell you that Russia is not going to have that. They're not having it. Um, and then there's also all the organ trafficking and child trafficking and that sort of oh, stuff yeah. that I've been hearing about with all the dead soldiers and it's order on demand. They, you know, they, they get you the product. There's plenty of product apparently, but it's getting it through. Um, which isn't so much a thing. It's because it's just so. You've got to get it there instantly. You've got to get it there within so many hours. For depending Go off on the, the battlefield. They take the bodies and they get organs. God's. That's, this is. Yeah, just, yeah I've heard that. Yeah. I, and, you know, not, I guess I should probably come out more often and talk about these things. But um, that would be you know, a big selling point for the cadavers out of, off the war. You know, well, that's um, I read that they were doing so. And, right. you know. That we need to look more into that. Maybe you can look into that, Zach. I've got to go because I have to yeah. go to work now. And, uh, and be nice chef. talking to you. Yeah, it's nice v- to meet you, Paul. Thank you so much. Vector's awesome. Thank you so much for calling, brother. Appreciate you. Much love. Have a great day at work. I love you. I love your uh, your mum. Tell her th- thank you very much, and all of your audience. I really appreciate you. I will speak to you uh, next week. Thanks, My brother. Talk to you soon. Peace. All right, we've got our next caller on the line, alive and thriving. I also need to say thank you so much uh, to Polly9363 for dropping a cookie. Lazarus James dropped a can. Polly dropped another cookie and another cookie, and then so did Just Duckies. Appreciate the support, you guys. Thank you so much. Alive and thriving. You are live on the air. How you doing? Good, Zach. How are you, brother? Excellent, man. Good to hear from you. How you been? Uh, good. I mean, alive and thriving. <laughs> All right, that's that's basically the best you can hope for. Tell me, I don't remember. Are you out in California? No, I okay. am in St. Pete. I'm on oh, the right other side on. of the coast of the state you live in. <laughs> you're just, yeah, you're just south of me. That's awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. So, um, Paul, God bless you, and cannot wait to see a new star on Old Glory. <laughs> With that, um, many, a, many a men have 
many men and women have tried to hold Dominion to account for their misdeeds and their crimes. And I heard you talk about the, the payout that they have to give once uh, tampering and fraud is proven. So my question is, how, how are you, what are you doing differently or what will you do differently that will prove the fraud that we all know in our hearts and minds occurred? Well, you know, we started out acting like a state investigating another state. And I used to be um, an educator for 41 years from custodian to superintendent. I can tell you, I know how to clean out a toilet or two. Yeah. And um, California's a big toilet. And, you know, I understand the administrative processes that need to be taken when there's malfeasance of people in an office. So I come with that understanding. And when I was looking at forming, I'd retired. And when I was looking at what we needed to do, and even before that, I saw that there was a totalitarian takeover coming, not just of California, but the United States. I went to I saw this early, late in the 80s with the, with the collapse of communism. And so I took it upon myself to fly back and check out what was going on in East Germany and spent a couple months back there and went to the Olympic Games and got a lot of information and found that really, yes, it was very obvious that California, the United States, was headed in the wrong direction. And uh, so I started to say to myself at that time, what can we do? And I sat around for years fretting and wringing my hands, uh, being a person in the system trying to figure it out. And finally, um, when I started doing radio, my, my world started to open up a little bit more. And certainly it opened up a lot when I was in East Germany. I talked to the people over there uh, about the collapse of communism. And I knew that, that this whole thing would rise again. It was pretty obvious. And so since then, we've worked really hard to understand how we can uh, stop it. And the best way we chose <laughs> was to look at this document right here, the constitution of the United States. Um, that was the best thing that we could ever do. And we, you know, I, I just so happened to have had a pretty good background in college of political science and, uh, had some really, really good conservative uh, professors teaching constitutional law. And, um, so I came with a fairly good understanding of the constitution, but not really, you know, a super one. And finally, um, in about 2002, 2003, I started to really play around. How do we take the Constitution and make uh, something else happen, to make a direction that this country can really understand that needs to get back on a constitutional track? So I found Article 4, Section 3 of the Constitution. And that's where it says that if you want to make a state from a pre-existing state, then you have to get the permission of the legislature concerned than that of the Congress. And I said, well, you know, if you want to get out of this state, but you don't want to leave, you make a new state. And that's just sort of what I said. I went on that premise. And then I started looking around and realized that this has been done before. The last time it was done was in 1861 with West Virginia. And I realized that, you know, that if you're happy with your state, you're not going to be in the boat we are looking around. How do we make a new state to get out of this problem? or change it, because you recognize that the totalitarians are already here, and now we have to stop them and change them. And so we looked at that as the best route to go through. By 2010, I was really pretty much on board with it, and I joined the Jefferson movement uh, back in 2012, I think, or 13. And uh, that really helped to focus and bring some things into focus about the Constitution. And uh, so then I started studying the Declaration of Independence and um, you know, my my um, religious background, you know, Chuck Smith was who saved me in Orange County 
back in the seventies. And, um, it's always stayed with me, what he's blessed me with. And I recognize that there was a real convergence that went on with the founding fathers, um, and the Lord and Jesus Christ as their saviors. That's just the way it is. And so this whole notion, um, of how the constitution has been attacked or the declaration of independence and the, and the, and the, um, Bill of Rights has been attacked over the years, has been a deliberate one because the opposite side doesn't want you to understand the religious uh, irony of all this uh, uh, from a Christian faith base that these documents grew from. They just don't want you to understand that. So when I looked at it that way, all of a sudden the Declaration of Independence came alive, and I said, wait a minute, the Declaration of Independence, if you read it, it's telling us what to do. One, we have God-given rights. And nobody, no king, no monarch, no, no nobody should be influencing us. We are their boss. Yeah. And it also tells us, this is the basic manual of the Declaration, it tells us that if we see that we're living in a tyranny, we have a right, a responsibility, and a duty to throw off the tyrant. And so that plugged into Article 4, Section 3. And I said, I get it now. And that's where it all started for us. And uh, when I was with the Jefferson movement, they were d- really big on uh, going by way of the courts. Well, it doesn't say anything to go to the courts, and that was wrong. So we moved away from them back in 2017, and we started forming a gathering counties in uh, New California state movement, and um, it started to grow ever since. And so we declared our independence, which is an important thing to do if you're a state. You, uh, you have to do that. It's just part of the constitutional process. They keep this in mind. That the founding fathers, when 1776 came up, and they came up with the Declaration of Independence, that that Declaration of Independence served as the role model for every other country in Central and South America to be formed. They followed the Declaration of Independence. They were inspired by it. And then they got to the next part, the We the People thing, the Constitution, they followed that, and then they got the bill, whatever bill of rights they arranged with. All these countries down there are supposed to be republics. Now, you have a mm-hmm. situation in El Salvador right now where they got rid of MS-13. I think Ben Burkwam did a fantastic report on this, that they're, turning, they're taking the republic back. That was the mantra of the president down there. We're taking our republic back, we right. the people. And, you know, so this is, you know, Carrie Lake, she was on my show the other day. And she made the, the, the brilliant observations, which you know, we've, we've, we've been doing this for a while, but she comes out in her book and she said, you know, when Benjamin Franklin came out of the, the, um, convention, he was asked a question on the very last day by a woman who said, well, Dr. Franklin, what have you given us? Have you given us a monarchy or have you given us a republic? And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. Mm-hmm. And, she, and Carrie rightfully said, we're in that if we can keep it mode right now. <laughs> and we are. And that's what we've been saying about New California. We are in that mode where can we keep it? And El Salvador, take a look at them. They're trying to take it back so they can keep it forever. They, they've been down that road. They went through the slaughtering of their people and everything um, with MS-13, and they saw what happened there. So now they're, you know, they're, they're painfully trying to bring back the republic, and they're adamant about it. And, uh, you know, this is these are the types of things that we have to be just as adamant here. The, but look at the power of that Declaration of Independence. It changed the whole world. And uh, it did not go well with yeah. the 
um, with the colonizers. You know, we're talking about from from the Vatican to the to Germany to Great Britain to Spain. All these people were very unhappy because the gold the gold stopped, and of course that uh, changed everything. So well, they were they were unhappy to the point that they recolonized us through subversion. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly where I'm going with it. You are absolutely spot. You're catching it. They've recolonized us. And they've done this subversive business, and it's for us to call it out. This, it is a full-on invasion subversively, and then um, yeah, there'd absolutely. be you'd be surprised at some of the invaders that are posing around out there to be on our side. It's just um, it's really disappointing, but w- that's just part of the warfare, and we have to we have to be aware of that and uh, understand what the the motives of the people are. But uh, for our focus, it's statehood. Now, there's other focuses right. going on and that uh, we just recently announced that, uh, well, we've had two other states that are following us in our footsteps. Illinois, there's new Illinois movement. There's the new Nevada movement. And now we just announced there's the new Arizona movement. And we had wow. our first organizational meeting with them. Wow. Um, uh, last week, we're going to have another organizational meeting, and then they're going to start really becoming more proactive. We have another meeting coming up. With another state, and I can't tell you. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really, I, I was hoping I could get that information before the show today, to, so I could drop that bombshell. But there's another state coming. There is another state coming, and it's exciting because you know these people now get it, and they're calling us. You know, we're not out there, you know, soliciting. Saying, oh, yes, soliciting. <laughs> they're calling us. We're going sure, right? This is how you do it. That's and exciting. So, Advice is free. It's, it's look. It's right here. It's right here. It's, that's that's what so, you need. Paul, I have a question about that, sir. Um, I love the fact that new Calif- the new California movement, and this is news. This is awesome news about the other uh, states wanting to do the same. Um, when during this mass migration that happened into the southeastern United States because of the totalitarian rule in northern states, COVID. Um, there was a lot of individuals and um, through these podcasts that were basically like, you know, there's something to be said for staying where you are and, and fixing your state. Yeah. So my question is like, we have, I'm not advocating violence. I'm just saying history um, when the legislative process wasn't enough, our founding fathers did take up arms and then they enshrined our right to bear them in the constitution. So my question is if these state legislatures, governments, governorships are infiltrated and occupied by communists and they don't have any intention of giving those things up, then like, do we, this is, I know this is where the Q movement comes in, but like, do we see any, at what point does the second amendment come to bear? And we, rather than form new states, just reclaim what is already ours. Well, that's a very good question. Uh, it's one that we've labored over for a long time. And we first started this project really in earnest in 2017. And the question is, um, and this is a serious question. We ask, we still ask this of ourselves and the people at the time when we were organizing. If we fail at statehood, how many people will die in a civil war in the United States? Yeah. That was a big question. And so we did calculations and we came up with 35 million people easy. Yeah. 
And so we said, we cannot fail. <laughs> Failure is not an option here. Yeah. We, we, we got right on board, uh, you know, the uh, um, Apollo 13 crew and said, failure is not an option. Um, we're going to make this thing happen. And uh, we believe it would actually be much higher given the circumstances. And of course, the circumstances have changed even then because we've had so much infiltration and the fifth column has, has grown so much. Um, you know, with uh, deliberately. So this is their attempt at warfare right now. Um, and what's going to happen in the next few months? I, I think that all bets are off if they go kinetic with us, obviously, but not all bets are really off yet because, uh, quite frankly, our technique of using the Constitution against them constitutionally is starting to bear a lot of fruit out here in California. And I think that if we can get to a point where they understand governmentally, and I think we're trying to make this happen with the economy going down, uh, they're going to give up and they're going to walk away. And they're going to have to be subjected to um, federal intrusions and things like that, which is all really kind of part of what might happen. Uh, We're prepared for that. Uh, We've actually done what West Virginia did. We reorganized California as a reorganized government. We have a reorganized government established right now which is what the the West Virginians had to do in Virginia case, because we declared California a state in default because of communism and because mm-hmm. of the totalitarian nature of things. They are, there's certainly, they do not comply with article four, section four of the constitution at all. And, um, you know, that's why we use this all the time when we read about article four, section four of the constitution, which just says that, um, that the, Constitution, the US, United States and the state government must provide the following three things. Freedom from invasion, freedom from domestic violence, and a Republican form of government. That's all stated right there um, in the Constitution. That's plain as day. And, you know, everybody needs to go back and read it and use it as terminology right directly at them. See, there's a there's a lot to be said, because I watched Mike Pence use this, where he quoted verbatim Article 2 about his capability as the president to, to do the things he did on, on January 6th. Well, he left a lot out, but it was very powerful. It was very powerful, but it also shows that he's using the Constitution in a very nefarious way against us. And uh, my point is, we can use the Constitution in very positive ways, non-nefarious against um, against these people to stop them so that we don't have this loss of a Republican form of government any longer. So that's what we're trying to do is reestablish Republicanism as a form of government in old California and new California at the same time. And it's working. We have a lot of uh, people, we've applied certain uh, techniques to them uh, in our strategies. A lot of people have resigned and left office. Um, The technique is working, I think on the legislature because we're getting a lot of calls from the state we get a lot of because of the economy going down, and also they don't have any money to run their programs they want. Um, they're very curious about what's going to be happening in the future. And I say, hey, there's a new state coming. It's called New <laughs> California. <laughs> it's going to so help awesome. you out a lot. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Listen, alive well, and thriving. You, we, we have yeah, we, you, man. No problem, brother. Thanks so much for calling. I appreciate the quality <laughs> questions too. Absolutely, you gentlemen. Have a wonderful rest of your night. Namaste to everyone listening. And uh, yeah, God wins. Yeah, we already won. Yeah, Yeah, we did. 
Thanks. Foregone conclusion. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Bye-bye. All right. We actually have a California caller on the line. Uh, So as they're coming in, let me just say thank you to TZ Burton, who said, I just want to say this interview gives me hope. If new California happens, we have to fight to make sure communism never gets hold of our states again. Ever vigilant and citizen activism required. I think one of the worst things the United States did was to make it perfectly legal for communists to hold office here in this country. Never should have happened. It was a a big red neon sign when they did it. Obviously, they wanted to institute a communist type system here in the United States. Get rid of Republicanism. Uh, And then also Cody 117 says we need this in New Mexico. The northern part of the state around Albuquerque and Santa Fe is an absolute cesspool. But the southern part is basically Texas. So, uh, Cody. I highly suggest you reach out to the good people in New California, see if you can get some assistance. And uh, our caller on the line from California. Are you there, sir or ma'am? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, uh, Zach. It's Will from California. Will, welcome back to the show. So good to hear you again. How you doing? Well, great. How's uh, the uh, corruption detection? Oh, you know, I mean, just uh, sniffing out bullshit all day, every day. <laughs> That's why we got Paul here to help us put it up in a giant spotlight. <laughs> Focus on it. Well, That's Paul, right. Paul, we, we, we got in a little bit late on, on what's going on here, but it sounds so interesting, and I haven't heard about this, but we are um, – Last year, just about this day last year, we put our house up for sale here in the mountains in uh, Southern California, hoping to escape to uh, some sort of a red state with uh, the likes of freedom in mind. And um, we kind of got in on the tail end of the uh, the, the sell-off and, and the high uh, uh, prices that people were getting for homes. So we just decided, what the hell? We paid off our mortgage, and we decided to just kind of hunker down up here. It's a good little community, and we've got a lot of uh, very uh, organic uh, uh, retired military, ex-police officers, et cetera. It might be a good place to hunker down. What town are you in? It's a little town called Idlewild, California. Oh, yeah. I know, where I, yeah, I know exactly where. I, my parents almost bought property up in Idlewild when I was living up. Well, I lived in Southern California for 40, I don't know. It seems like 40-some years, but it's probably more. <laughs> and I know Likewise. I'm, and Big I'm a, and all that. I'm a native, uh, born in L.A. In, uh, back in the early 50s, and we moved to Fullerton in 56, and uh your Belinda for ten years in the sixties and uh, San Diego mostly. But, I lived in, um, I, lived in want... I lived in your Belinda for twelve years. Oh my gosh, we I were up at, by the country. Club. I was out. I was uh, at Esperanza High School as a school administrator. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, but so you know, this is exciting. Uh, I have to find out more. And my wife wanted to call in, and I was about ready to walk out. Uh, and do some things. And she said, Hey, I think you might be on, but we're very interested. We're behind uh, what you're doing. I'm sure Zach will have all the links put up here. I don't have a whole lot to add except for, Oh, hang on. Have you called Raguski? Have I called what? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Zach was there. Oh, I am. I am here, but I just I couldn't hear you. What? what were you, oh, oh, James Raguski. No, I haven't gotten a hold yep. of James yet. It's still on my. Uh, it's still on my list. I thought you were asking about somebody in like state government there in California. But I remember the last no, time you guys I'm... called in, uh, and yes, we. I still need to get a hold of James. He's on my list of like 20 people. But I remember I mentioned to you guys uh, that you should look into New California State, and uh, I'm really glad that yeah. you were able to tune in tonight because. There's an eight, 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 seven, seven number you might want to call in on and leave your name. We have a fabulous professional answering service that takes everything. I'll give it real quick so you can write it down. Call in, give us your name. We'll get you hooked up with the San Bernardino people who are just crushing it in San Bernardino, by the way. Um, the number is eight, seven, seven, eight, two, eight, two, seven, five, three. That's the 800 number. I'll say it again. Eight, seven, seven, eight, two, eight. 2753 leave a message and we'll get right back to you and get you coordinated with the uh people i'm really glad you guys decided to stay in idlewell is a fine place it's a great town right there next to palm springs it, you're on mount san jacinto's i b- recall right that's, that's absolutely correct we had a long winter this winter the coldest yes, you did that i've experienced in 16 years yeah yes you did you and they did too on the san gabriels and the san bernardinos over there yes exactly well, Paul, keep it up. Keep up the good work, and we will make the phone call, and we'll plan on hunkering down and and uh, protecting our, our property up here for the what's going on on the border with these fighting-age men coming across uh, in these camps was uh, is, awful, uh, is awful scary in what our federal government is allowing to happen when their first and foremost job, as we all know, is to protect uh, our borders and they're not doing it here but they certainly love doing it over in ukraine well the violation of article 4 section 4 of the constitution right there you know freedom from invasion that's what they're doing both the state and the federal government exactly well i'll let you get on with some new callers there zach you take care we'll talk to you next week all right good to hear from you guys we'll see you have a great night god bless Excellent. Okay, so we don't actually have any other callers on the line, guys, but we are going to be uh, live for the next 13 minutes, so don't hesitate to jump in there if you have a question or a comment. I see a lot of people in both the chats are uh, really feeling good about tonight's conversation, Paul, and I, I just want to remind everybody, this is probably the fourth or the fifth time that I've had Paul on <laughs> since I've been off YouTube, so there are shows that are lost to history, and then we have a, a great back catalog of programs, uh, so I just go to my Rumble channel, Rumble com forward slash red pill 78 or go to my pilled.net channel because all of the shows are there as well uh, and uh, and you can look into all the other stuff we've talked about I mean uh, the, the questions that I've had for you over the years on this are quite vast so uh, there's a lot of material you guys are missing out on if this is the first time that you're hearing about Paul uh, so Paul let, let's talk about some of the resources that you have for people so that if uh, uh, the people listening want to start an initiative like this in their own state or if they're in California and they want to take part Part, what can they do? I've, I've got the website pulled up here, and if there's anything of note that you think that I should make sure that the people know about, just let me know. Well, first of all, it's a, it's information about what we're doing, and um, we do a, a public open conference call every Sunday at 7 p.m. East or Pacific, 
And we usually go two and a half hours, sometimes three. It depends on what's going on. And we're downloading everything. We're trying to be as transparent as possible about everything that's going on in the new California state movement. So we'll have guests, our our own Chris Street, who's uh, the former treasurer of Orange County, California. And he was also one of the top five treasurers who helped save California the last time in 2008, 9, and 10 during the downturn. He was actually working along the California state treasurer who needed all the help in the world to maintain California's payments and things like that. Uh, he's he's our CEO, and he's done a fantastic job in landing us right here. I mean, he, he stood away from uh, from the new California movement for a long time. I've known him since 1994 when we were part of the uh, uncovering and exposing uh, the um, Orange County bankruptcy for uh, really what it was, was like a fraud. Uh, perpetrated by Bill Clinton using a Cloward and Piven strategy. And uh, we outed that whole thing. We pointed to all the the criminals. The largest municipal bankruptcy in the nation's history, and Chris did a fantastic job with that. But um, we put on, on Wednesday night the same call. So we have a call on Sunday night and Wednesday night for the same call for the same reason. And the dynamics of the circumstances week to week change drastically. So I, I suggest that you guys get on that phone call. There's a, a link to it. There's a menu bar and you can see the link to it. The other part of it is on Monday nights from five to seven, we have an introductory uh, night in which we talk about new California and we talk about new states being formed. And so we're getting we're getting more and more popular. We started out with about five people. And now we're up to about 55, 60 people who come in on that call just to hear what's going on. Wow. Um, I have a feeling that this next week, because when we announce this new state, um, I, I think the S is going to hit the fan. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I can just tell you, it's going to hit. It's going to hit the fan. And, uh, if, I know, guess, kind of, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I might, I might guess uh, New York, but I don't want you to give anything no, no, away. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but New York's in trouble, and New York has some people interested. I will they say sure, that. I know. I've, they've called into the show before. They've said, we need this in New York. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, I think uh, when this one happens, oh, there's going to be, uh-oh, daddy. That, my yeah. daughter, when she was really young, she used to say, uh-oh, daddy, when there's trouble. <laughs> and she, she'd sometimes see an auto accident up ahead. She goes, uh-oh, daddy. You know, So, uh-oh, daddy is about to happen. Oh, and I that's think a great. lot of people is going to feel it, but um, there's going to be a lot of people paying attention to the calls that come in. So Monday night from from five to six, we have a public conference call. There's a red tab you, tab you can see there on the front of the website. Just click on that, and it pulls it right up at the coordinates. Um, the other part of it is uh, if you are living in California and you want to become part of the new California state movement, there's a membership button. Click it, press on it, give us the information, we'll put you on the membership list. And we're starting to get into a heavy um, uh, distribution of people's names to our county leaders. And we'll put you in touch with the county leader. And then um, a lot of our counties are already deeply activated in their counties. And uh, this has been taking a long time to bring to fruition. But um, our chairs, our senators, our assembly members have been working really overtime to influence the outcomes of what's going on with politicians in California. And at the county level, we're very successful. I, I, we are just very successful. We're very blessed. Um, and I want to say a shout out literally to these county people that are working in California and city workers and union workers that are really honest. You know, we had a, a we've had a couple of town halls down in the LA area and we've talked to longshoremen who are really being devastated by what's happening 
by the policies of Jerry Brown and the rest and the California Resources Board. This is this is where that carbon thing comes in. You know, we're all we're worried about less than one percent of the gases in the environment. And these they're changing out trucks every year because they say they're leaving a strong carbon footprint. It couldn't be more farcical. Mm-hmm. But um, these people really, when it comes down to it, forget about the union bias, left or right. Forget about any of that stuff. They're worried about America, and they're worried about California. And they see that California leads the nation. A lot of them are very responsible and say, we can't allow this to happen. And so we tell people, well, we're glad you're going to stay in California. Don't cut and run. The whole cut and run thing I think people have seen has backfired. If you've been moving out of California and you've gone to Idaho and you've gone to Tennessee and you've gone to Texas. They still take your money. <laughs> they try. You're I'm, paying twice. <laughs> yeah. So my, my point is fight and to stay and fight and stand your ground. That's one yeah. of our mottos. And now that stand your ground thing is starting to have an effect. And uh, the people that are with us now, the veteranos, as I was calling them last night on the telephone call we had, um, I'm really blessed. The state is really blessed that these people have stood their ground they're going to make a change, and they're highly committed, absolutely highly committed. So I tell them that they're a different ethnic group now <laughs> as, as new Californians, uh, and they are. They have a different attitude. They're not depressed. They're happy. Um, people are paying through the nose on their taxes and all that stuff, but they're saying they're not going to let these SOBs get away with it. And they see, Zach, more than anything else, a pathway forward. They see that pathway forward constitutionally. Yes. And I don't think that uh, paying a little tribute, but there's a, a, a California state senator by the name of Jim Nielsen, who used to be my senator. He just recently retired. And one day I was speaking at a church, and we had about 100 people there. And uh, we were talking about the Jefferson movement. I was still part of Jefferson. And I was watching his body language, and I could see he wasn't really kind of biting on the apple. <laughs> and so I walked over to him and said, Jim, um, what do you think here? Now, this was at the time when Jefferson was going to go to the courts. He said, Paul, he said, I really like the idea of a new state. He said, it's got to happen to save the nation. And he says, but I got to see a pathway forward. Well, we've we've got the pathway forward. That's why we're working and moving forward. And I look back now at the five years since we declared independence and look at our let's look at our our situation. Mm-hmm. We have. 56 of the 58 counties engaged with New California in one way, shape, or another. We have, of that, about 48, 49 are actively involved full-time. We have chairmans. We have senators for every county. We have members of the assembly. We created a legislature. We declared independence on January 15, 2018. We've had 11 constitutional conventions. We have an active legislature that meets and passes resolutions, which have helped to build the Constitution. Um, we've done, listen to this one, 66 field hearings with the Californians around the state over a two and a half year period. I mean, where we had to drive or fly or go someplace and have a hearing and listen to people talk about what's going wrong with California. You know how many times that's happened with California? Zero. 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 They don't want to see the public. No. They want you away from them. They're hiding. This is what communists do. They hide from you. They run from the truth. And that's where we have them right now. They're they're pigeonholing themselves down there underneath the, the golden dome, so to speak. Uh, I'm really glad they took out the uh, the statue. I just do want to say uh, compliments and kudos uh, to California for taking out the uh, Queen Isabella statue that they had in the uh, rotunda of California for years as a tribute to the monarch. 
I mean, so, what's that about? <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> that for so, over a hundred years they had that thing in there. So I'm glad they did that, so they can kind of rebuild themselves of some sort. They didn't want to get too obvious that it was a monarchy, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've uh, we've got our final caller on the line. We're going to take uh, your question in just a second, but I wanted to say uh, Tim uh, LT Bird uh, over on the Rumble Chat. He says, uh, "So do they honest caller? I'm going to mute you for just a second. Go ahead and mute your stream in the background, so we don't get the the bleed through." Uh, do they honestly believe they can create this new California? I mean, the libs control the port cities. How do you manage the commerce? So this all goes back to the idea that this is an established constitutional process. And I think you just went through a whole series of items that you have had to accomplish since declaring independence in 2018. You are already operating what is essentially a government in exile. Correct. So as soon and now that you've sent the delegates to the House of Representatives, it's merely a matter of getting the recognition. And I can't think of a legitimate reason how they could shut you guys out at this point with all of the work you've done. Any comments you want to make on that before we bring in this caller? Yeah, they can't. Uh, that's the problem. And they know that the people are not with them. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what What they also sense. They sense that law enforcement is not with them, mm-hmm. which I definitely sense because I talk to them and they tell me they can't support this guy, these this, this regime. And um, that's across the board. So they're on shaky ground that way. All we need to do is um, do the right steps in Congress, and I think that uh, and bring about our economy. Everybody's going to benefit by this. We'll pay down the debt. Um, you know, no longer will you pay thirty cents per kilowatt hour. You're going to pay seven. Uh, there's so many things that we're going to bring back as a free market economy and a constitution. By the way, that's going to be used. We're going to be using a real constitution to make sure that and we follow the U.S. Constitution mm-hmm. and make sure the U.S. Constitution is adhering, the federal government is adhering properly. Because right now, uh, the American people can make the case like we're making that you don't have the elements that you're supposed to provide for the pr- people to protect them. The Republican form of government, freedom from invasion and freedom from domestic violence, we don't have it. We don't have it. And that has to be reestablished. And I think it's we're in that moment, that tweener moment, um, if we can keep the recu- republic at this point. Excellent. All right. Uh, let me just say thank you over here on Pilled.net to Porpoiseful, Doug Simey, Empress for dropping a phone, uh, another phone as well, and then also a cookie. Appreciate you guys. Caller, go ahead and unmute your phone, and then we're going to get your question, comment, or whatever it might be. Uh, can we get your name first, though? Yes, my name is Liz Woggy. Liz, welcome to the program. How are you doing tonight? Good. I watch you um, a lot. And um, this, I'm in California, and I'm actually a part of um, election integrity. But this is the thing that I'm, my question is, I feel like a lot of times, like I understand what the gentleman was saying about California changing. I am seeing that. I've even <laughs> gone to uh, maybe not the new California Assembly, but I've been to the other one, and the Eric was not allowed to 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 happen. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm seeing that is positive, even though it's very frustrating dealing with these people who kind of lead the others and and like kind of force their opinions on them. I watched that in the political realm, like in the assembly. And I was very upset about it. But anyway, my question is, and I, you may have answered it, how would you become a part of New California and 
what do we do like about elections? You know, what is it that we can do to help this happen? Well, you can join. That's the first thing. Um, and it doesn't matter what county you're in, really. Um, we have a map and everything, but this is a benefit all of California, believe it or not. The whole state, new California coming about will definitely benefit old California. Um, so you're okay. uh, you're going to benefit quite a, a bit from that. The whole uh, governance structure of California has to stop. It's a communist system. It's a totalitarian system. When you go to the assembly, right. they, they really don't want to see you there. You know that. You know, they they take the mic away from your mouth and all this other stuff. They're very totalitarian in their nature. Um, you know, they're they were hiding some hearings from us the other day, which is typical of the it's almost like junior high uh government yeah. class, you know, mentality down there in the it's no there's no governance going on, it's just dictatorship. So um right. that whole thing is gonna stop. They will be replaced. Um, those people because they're communists at this point in time and their their jobs will be replaced by other people that are initially probably be re- appointed during a process a time frame of transition and that time frame of transition will probably be around 18 months and but in the meantime you know we're going to be building our end of it on, on california as well and getting our authorization from congress to move forward and that's when the changes will really start to happen People will still be in government, you know, will be required for this transition period to have government for everybody, provide for the things that we're not providing for right now. Day one, you will have law enforcement to protect you. Right now, you can't tell me you have law enforcement to protect you, and that's not law enforcement's problem. The criminals have laws that allow them to become criminals. That's the other thing right. about California. They're, they're legalizing criminal behavior at breakneck speed. And that's to try and destroy our, our lawful constitution. Ask any sheriff. They'll tell you that. Um, that's exactly what they're trying to do. And it's a deliberate thing. Now, it's openly deliberate that they're trying to promote lawlessness over legal behavior. So that will stop. All that will stop. We'll make sure that the that when people are arrested, there's no Prop 47 or Prop 57 to protect them and get them out early. You know, you murder somebody, you're going to sit in jail until you're, you're going to get a court date. And you're going to go through the whole process, no early release or anything like that. So these uh, district attorneys that are out there, they're George Soros people, they're not going to have any impact. There's going to be quite a few changes that at day one, when New California steps in and the California steps up with its constitution, its regular 1849 constitution with amendments and uh, things that have to change, we understand, uh, during the transition time, there will be lawful behavior that will be brought about. And that's something I don't think a lot of people understand, but it is true. That will happen. Okay, so how does that affect us as far as voting? The voting will be, um, but well, there's a couple of things going on um, that could possibly go on because we're kind of coming up to a vote period. And uh, what, when, we, when we become a state, we will announce well in advance when there's going to be real elections. We will not have elections on electronic machines whatsoever. We're not going to do that. It's all going to be paper ballots. That's going to be our demand as coming in as a state to the Congress. There, I think it's going to be a lot of convinced uh, people as, as the budget items come up that they realize they can't really afford Dominion. You know, yeah, we're going to pay $187,000 as opposed to $2 million 
because that's probably the best thing to do, <laughs> like in Shasta. Uh, they'll see the light on that one. So we will have paper ballots, and then, then we'll have a vote uh, for the uh, new officers and so on in the positions. Uh, but the people will remain in office for a time period, and then they will be announced when those elections will be run. Um, and like I said, there will be a transition period. And usually that transmission transition period is about eight. You mark a day, it's about 18 months to transition that has to go on to stabilize uh, different positions and so on. The lights will still run when the day happens. The only thing that's really going to be noticeably changed is that the law enforcement will be out on the streets feeling comfortable that they can enforce the law in both states. Okay. That will in now, fact happen. We will make sure that happens. And we will we mm-hmm. will be prepping people in advance. Uh, the trafficking stops. The, the fentanyl stops. We will work with ICE at the border. We'll demand that the federal government do its thing or we will invoke our constitutional right to protect the border as a state would, which is exactly what Carrie Lake was doing in Arizona. We will do the same. So one last thing, um, when it comes to like the social security, the uh, VA benefits, uh, IHHS, is that going to be affected by changing, by joining? Nothing, nothing changes. Okay. Nothing federally changes. Well, I'm going to join, and I'm going to get everybody I know to join. <laughs> so what county are you in? <laughs> I'm in Sacramento County. I'm in Elk Grove. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's part of it. You're just in it. So get to joining. Okay. And we have a great Sacramento group, by the way. But call that 877 yeah. number. That would be the best bet or, or join on the uh, sign-in. And the number is 877-828-2753. And yeah, leave a I wrote message. it. Okay, perfect. I will. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank awesome. you. Thank you for your call, and I'm glad you're listening. Yes. Have a great night. Yes. Listen. Corruption detector. You're our favorite. <laughs> thank Bye-bye. you. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. God bless you, too. Okay, awesome. Great way to end the show, you guys. Uh, no more thank yous over on the foxhole. I just got a crazy report from someone that I trust, but uh, I'm not going to say it because I need to verify it before I just go uh, speaking off the cuff on this particular thing. Let me go ahead and uh, check to make sure that there's nothing over on Ko-Fi. And uh, yeah, so, oh, yeah, that was uh, from LKW Cross. That was from the other day. So thank you very much. And then uh, nothing over on Cash App. Okay, just didn't want to miss anything. Paul, uh, thank you again for being here, my friend, and thank you for all the work you guys are doing out there. You're truly setting the stage for the rest of the nation, and people are always asking me, you know, how are we going to overcome this institutionalized corruption? And, I mean, the truth is you've already figured it out, and you're on the way. Uh, Debbie Roush in the chat had said, uh, asked one more time, what is the timeline? And Paul had said that he expects New California to be a state with a star on the flag in 10 to 11 months. This is really just up to Kevin McCarthy uh, as Speaker of the House accepting the delegates that they've sent there. And there, and again, there is no legal reason that he cannot accept them. You guys have declared independence. You've done everything required of you by the Constitution. That's correct. And, um, you know, this is the first time this has been done in this process since 1861. By the way, there was a civil war raging then. And that's what that's what we're seeing right now is a civil war. And let's let's get the statehood thing going on so we can make sure we don't have a kinetic civil war. All right. Excellent. 
Paul, uh, everybody can find you at NewCaliforniaState.com. You have a Twitter account as well. I'm sorry, you're going to have to tell me what that handle is. Oh, I've got it on screen, actually. Um, What is it? It is uh, at A21R Paul. So that's for Agenda 21 Radio, where you also have your own program. Any other links that you want people to know about? No, just this 800 number. Uh, Go to 877-828-2753. That's 828-2753-877. That seems to be one of the best ones. And then go sign up. You know, uh, there's plenty of places on the website to sign up and give us your information so we can get back at you. If you're from a different state and you want information about the statehood thing, remember, from 5 to, to 6, every Monday night Pacific, we run this meeting by Zoom. And you can get on that and listen to the commentary. Last time we had about 45, 50 people. Um, there's more and more people coming to it and listening to it. So that's a, that's called a clue in our world. Um, <laughs> people calling from around the United States. But uh, they want help. We understand that. And we're here to help and give hope. Because, you know, if you don't have any hope under these circumstances, then you're really lost. I, go, I suggest everybody go see the new mo- movie out, The Sound of Freedom. Please see that. Um, so, I've you know, I used to work. It, I was trained for this field. I've been a, a. I say victimized like a lot of people. Once you're trained in the field, you're indelibly left with these impressions all the time, and they're sore. They're, it was a very soreful day for me to see this, but you have to see it. We can't run from this any longer because this is what evil has produced. Mm-hmm. This is what the new California state will stop. Well, right now there are people plotting in California's legislature to kill babies that are already born and call them aborted Mm -hmm. at different ages up until uh, 12 months. Well, that's nothing more than finding uh, body parts and keeping them ready to be harvested at the will of certain doctors. This is Joseph Mengele on steroids. And this is what California intends to do with kids, babies, infants, and destroy our families. And we're not going to let that happen. We're done now. Zach, we're done. When you come for the babies, we're done. Well, I I love hearing it, and thank you once again for all of the work you guys have done. Final thank you over on Pilled.net. A boneless chicken says, amazing show as always. Much admiration for your guest, and I hope I can help. So go to NewCaliforniaState.com, see how you can get involved. If you are a California resident and you're listening to this from behind enemy lines, just know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everybody in the audience. I'll be back tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern with my special guest, who is, I just got a Pull up my calendar. Tomorrow night is going to be Amanda Mackey. She is a based politician running down here in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. But I uh, got put in touch with her through some friends. My buddy Cora Nemec, he is an escapee of Hollywood. He was in some movies, uh, and uh, he's still writing and producing. So anyways, be here tomorrow night, 9 p.m., and I'll see you then. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you then. Thank you, Zach.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.